Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness you only hit record then, JP. Yeah, exactly. Hello Egg Chasers, it's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously, back in the rugby dungeon where JB has been doing some handiwork. We need to get the live stream back up online. Oh well, yes. I lost I mean, my camera and I found it when I was tidying up. <laughs> so that's why I've not been live streaming. So we, we, we'll get that sorted soon because the, the work you've been doing with your power tools, JB, oh, it deserves yeah. to be seen. We've got some, uh, some of our wonderful jerseys. Um arranged oh, I mean how do you describe that Phil is it presentation format yeah, I, I, I guess so. suggest it is 20 or 20 jerseys up there now all yeah. in so I've made little frames little wooden frames and then I've put some foam in the frames and then wrapped the jersey acoustic around foam, yeah love. acoustic oh, foam wow look at that and um, functional and beautiful yeah you can buy one of these uh, foam things for your office if you want 70 quid 70 quid to go and I'll just put, <laughs> I'll pop I'll, a shirt pop on there yeah. frame right it's like, do you know, have you ever seen these Porsches, these old Porsches, which people do up? So you go and spend a quarter of a million quid doing up your Porsche with Singer or Alphaholics if you've got an Alpha. But you've got to bring your own car to the workshop and then you spend <laughs> a quarter of a million quid. So you bring your own rugby shirt to me. Yeah. And then for 70 quid, I will uh, put it on a frame which I built uh very, it's it's know, not quite as impressive frame. as that woman who turns it into uh, armchairs. That is really cool. The armchairs look awesome. They do look awesome. I'd quite, like, quite like to know how, how to upholster. I think I'd enjoy it. There you yeah. go. Hand, very handy skill as well. Become, is, a, become a player at Northampton Saints and you can go and <laughs> yeah, do, do a course in this. They all do, all do that. Bricklaying and all well sorts, being. don't they? A lot. Right, so yeah, we'll get the live stream sorted soon. In the meantime, thank you for watching, uh, uh, sorry, listening. You'll be able to watch soon <laughs> enough. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us at patreon.com forward slash egg chasers and following us at rugby podcast on Twitter, him at Jay Beardmore. And um, what else? Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Patron, did a patron? I did that. I, I said that. Yeah. I said that. Um, how you doing? What a weekend of rugby, can I say? Yeah, it is. It is rather good. It is rather good. I, I'm still struggling, you know, with the, with the European format, though. Uh, yeah. I, I just can't work it out. I mean, I can't it, work it out. I just can't get engaged with the storylines because they all play all over the place. It's And it's harder to... I, I Normally, when you see, certainly by this stage of the competition, when you see games going on, you immediately know who the other teams in the pools are because you've, you've witnessed yeah. the rematches. Whereas in this, because... There's 12 teams in each pool. You have no idea. Are, does Leinster's hammering of Montpellier mean something for, for Exeter, mm. for Bristol? Does it's, it mean something for Racing? I have no idea. I have no, no idea. idea. If you win, you qualify. If you don't, you don't. I, I 
<laughs> well, on that very point, actually, we got we got a tweet um, from long-time listener, uh, veteran of two Tier 2 tours, Gavin Doyle. Lad. He said, with, with Leinster routing Montpellier 89 points to seven and too many other dead rubber games with second-string selections, especially from France, is it time to limit the Champions Cup to 16 teams with four pools of four teams? Top five from England and France, top six from the Pro 16 is uh, his suggestion. Uh, I mean, I'm... I'm not averse to getting rid of Europe altogether, actually, and playing it at the end of the season as a sort of playoff tournament for the whole for the whole thing. So, like the the NFL goes to like championships. So the pre- like Premiership winners will go what? and play some sort of round robin, something oh, okay. like something like that. So many games. I don't think we need more games. We don't need an expanded European competition. But uh, in well, the same well, breath, Gavin was suggesting actually stripping out some of the teams, making it yeah. more, more exclusive. Yeah, yeah, it needs to be more exclusive. But I'll tell you what the problem is, specifically the Premiership, is it messes around with the salary cap. You can't have one team playing incredibly intense, high-level rugby, and another team not, but them spending exactly the same in the salary cap. It's just not it's just not a good idea. So something's got to give. Uh, in fact, you might even want to be giving the, the European teams extra salary cap, but then would the owners want to have extra salary? You know, can just can you really talk about throwing away twenty five years of history and 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 the spectacle that we've seen over the years and the, the sponsorship, the money that, that I know. the, the away competition generate, the away days, the playing teams that you never ever play. We heard Jamal Ford Robinson on, on our podcast last Loving week. It. If you missed that, uh, go and listen to it. He said he absolutely loves it because it's just. It's exciting and it's it's a big change. And I think for a lot of fans, season ticket holders, it's the same. I completely agree with you. I just don't know how to square the circle with the salary cap. Yeah, the salary cap is one issue. The uh, format for the season and condensing all the games is another. And exactly as Gavin said, the um, something that is exacerbated in the normal format where you play six group games, the dead rubbers, that is not great. So I'm, I'm all for a condensed format. And I think... Potentially, JB, the point you made about having an alternate format, i.e. you have the main season and then the the end season, yeah, that could, something along those lines, could allow you to solve the problem of the global mm. game structure. Could you get, like theoretically, Premiership done, Premiership final, immediately before Six Nations? Yep. Yeah, okay, Six so Nations. September September to the end of January. So Six, then, probably could get it done, Six though, Nations, uh, then it's a break, and you could have your... your uh, um, LV Cup type window there during the Six Nations if you want to give the youngsters a run out or bin it or just have a break yeah. focus on the Six Nations and then Europe after that uh, that's a good idea so the the only way you could do it so that, that period from September through to um, you'd have end to of sh- January yeah you'd have to shift the Six Nations yeah. later or you'd have to move, start the season a bit earlier yeah. Um, but that because that period is only say 16, 17, 18 weeks yeah. you could, you'd or you would do a condensed version of the Premiership, which people are not going to be happy about because they get fewer home games, therefore yeah. less revenue. Yeah, yeah, it's just messed up. And also, maybe Europe is just a straight knockout. I quite like it. Gavin <laughs> mentioned it a few straight weeks ago. I, I loved that idea. Of I a remember knockout. when football—that uh, was what the European Cup was. Yeah, was straight it? knockout. Was it, was it well, when Liverpool and Nottingham Forest oh, won you're it talking back like in the these... day, like years and yeah, years ago? Yeah, yeah. When I used, to, I can't remember what football game it was. I used to play on like the Spectrum. There was a football <laughs> game you play on the Spectrum, and it was it was straight knockout. straight knockouts. I, I could definitely get on board with that. To be shorter, Europe. less player wear across all of the players, and also you could pay the teams. You could actually pay the teams a fixed fee for playing, so it doesn't mess up your salary cap. 
Interesting. Imagine the drama every week as well. Yeah. So, you know, for, for a player, you know, your salary is X. But then when you go into Europe, which is sort of based at the back end of Six Nations, maybe you get an extra, I don't know, 10 grand a, ten grand a game or whatever the hell it is. Or yeah. five grand a game or three grand a game or... And that, it's a fixed fee for the rest of the season then. Yeah, but you've got to have that fixed fee written into the player's contract for Europe. I, if, and it therefore it has a dual purpose because it would also incentivise high performance for them. Yes. Because they want, if they're getting 10 grand a game for Europe, they want to play all the way through to the final. Exactly. So it's, it'd be independent to, to salary cap. That's something like That's, that. Yeah. But I don't know how quite it works. I've not quite got to that stage. I've literally thought about this three minutes ago. <laughs> I thought about this three minutes ago. I think what we can say is, uh, I think if anything... Rugby World Cups, European competitions are only going to be expanded, but less is more. And I agree with Gavin's yeah. point that the games that were great were fantastic awesome. this weekend. The games, there were some games I didn't bother watching. No. Because uh, the, the Leinster game yeah. was, it was just a procession. Leinster, Incredible that, isn't it? The fourth, fourth in the table, Montpellier. But they, they put out a weekend team yeah. and... You could tell by the body language of the players, they didn't want to be there. And, and Leinster had issues to, uh, to um, what's it called? Um, address? Ad- well, not address. They, they they wanted to revenge. Why? What happened? Well, because they, they felt hard done by by the decision to award Montpellier the, oh, I the see. five yeah. points. I, couldn't, I was thinking I couldn't remember what happened. Why, why would that yeah. be interesting? Yeah. yeah, of course. Because they had issues, as in they had players who tested positive, but they still had a squad ready to go. Yeah. And whatever squad Leinster put out... Even if it's a mix of experienced and kids, it will still be very, very dangerous. Yeah. And this this Leinster team, it was it was a full blooded, pretty much it's an international team. Yeah, international team, incredible um, international front row, um, internationals right across the board. And what what was most amazing about it was watching the game. So after whatever it was, I think they scored their bonus point try in twenty four minutes. <laughs> so they at that point they're going for a point a minute. And but the, the game the game is already done the game's already finished so most teams will take their foot off their gas after forty fifty minutes they just never took their foot off the gas they just kept they, um, going their mindset was very much like it they are a disgrace and they need to be punished <laughs> I I, can't, I I wouldn't be surprised if that was what's going through their mind because yeah you know you show up you show up to Leinster with a weakened team. I, I think that's disrespectful. You don't. Try. It is. It's an in, it's an insult. After to they won the points yeah. Yeah. before Christmas, you're gonna get a hiding. I'm gonna carry on giving you a hiding. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. They deserved it. And it really was. They, they scored some awesome tries. Leinster O'Brien on one wing and um, low on the other. Yeah. Uh, well, Lama, yeah, yeah. Lama and then Low coming off the bench yeah, right. to do some damage. So just before we continue on the weekend's rugby, should we address the non-rugby thing? Which happened this week, which is a fairly serious topic. Uh, yeah, I, well, I guess we can't ignore the fact that something is going on. But that, I mean, it's beyond it's beyond us to go into any uh, depth on the matter. So, what what do you want to discuss? Like, okay, let's, okay, let's just say there is uh, Sail Sharks put out a statement acknowledging that there is a uh, investigation underway with one of their players, um, potentially criminal. We don't know. We don't there know. There was an yet. arrest for rape. Uh, is that that is that has that been is yeah. that officially? There was an arrest for rape. Is it, is it an f- official statement? Uh, yeah, on, yeah. That came from the police. They okay. gave the agent player. Um, he had the oh, absolute yes. despicable 
alleged, sites of alleged. people alleged. going to Danny Cipriani's house. Yeah, which was, was absolutely horrendous. Which is probably that, that was that know, was journalists two and two equaling five and thinking they had the right just to go and. That's incredible. That was stand abs- outside someone's front door. Absolutely Shocking. gutter behavior. Yeah, it was, uh, it was awful. absolutely horrendous for them. So, <clears throat> so Sailor made a statement. The players suspended while the, pending an investigation. And there's all sorts on social media, which is why I don't bother with social media because it's just a cesspit. Yeah. I do know. I've not seen anything really. Um, oh, mate, there's lots. Is I mean, you know, no, I've seen the social media, which everyone's sharing. I've seen that social media. Yeah. Um, but from what I understand, there's a couple of things g- going on, isn't there? So the the arrest was for uh, rape, and then there's a subsequent arrest of the woman who's 41, and she was arrested for administering a substance allegedly. And that's where all of the um, social media fireworks have come about from, from there. Now, I, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm getting uneasy. Do we need to go into this? Yeah, because I would like to talk about some other bits and pieces. Um, I think I think it's very... There's, there's a sort of interesting angle here, and it's nothing to do with... Well, actually, let's just address, the, address what's happened with this player. These allegations... There is no good version of of these allegations. There's not a version of this where someone is lying or someone is, um, how can I say? It's not. There, there, there is no version of taking an eighteen year old to a prostitute's house, which is which, which yeah. is good, is there? No version. Uh, yeah. Like, what, how does it? Let, let's, oh, no. If, keep, if keep, those, yeah, if those yeah. are the facts. If those are the there's, facts. Yes. There's an extremely how horrendous does, version of it, what, and there's a, a good version, which is equally as horrendous. Well, no, it's yeah, horrendous. there are just horrendous yeah. versions. Yeah. What, what's the, the rugby related elements that you want to cover here? Yeah, because it's not. It's, it's beyond this podcast or anyone to go into anything outside of that. Well, I feel that. Um, I I feel that rugby might do this thing where you know it sort of overcorrects. So. You know, on the back of various things, rugby will or any or any situ- or any organisation will go and do 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 something else, uh, and the individual involved, who we can speculate who it might be or might not be. Um, I, I always think like, I, I hope this doesn't come back to bite rugby in terms of we start saying okay, we will only have people in the squad who are of a certain character, and we stop giving. Um, you know, second chances to people, and we and we sort of weed out anyone with any sort of bad background. I mean, once you've done this, you are gone. You are done, done with the sport. But I don't want it to become so how to say so filtered out and so puritan that nobody gets that nobody gets a chance. And the reason I say that is because you look at some of the lads that Sail Sharks bought in and the Diamond when they were trying to get value out of players, and they weren't all um, how to say. They weren't all carbon copy, pro, uh, per, like perfect pros, and I think Sale got a lot of value out of that. Now I don't think they'll be doing that going forward, but I certainly wouldn't want it to be a situation where um, we don't give lads from different backgrounds a chance just because we think there is a character risk for the game, a reputational risk. So yeah, I do. I get that point. I think I think you're right to say in this case it looks unlikely that there is any. Um, good outcome in this case. Yeah. But I get the point. Actually, it reminds me of something that I read this week about um, Elliot Stook, who I think it was only 12 months ago he was banned from driving, drink driving. Yeah, that's right. Um, in what is obviously a horrendous situation, but then has been given another chance and in his other chance at Wasps yeah. has been perf- performing very well. So you, I think it's a good point to make. 
I also like Tim. I'm a little bit nervous about because it's a very, it's a very yeah. fine line Don't to tread. To what I'm saying is we want ra- we want rapists back. That is not yes. what I'm saying in any stretch. Or we want rapists at all. Yes, um, it's very fine line to well, tread. But I think I, yeah. to, to dovetail this, and, and I always want a path for redemption for anyone. I I, I believe in that, and it's yeah. one of the things that I dislike about quite often the way people are treated is that that path for for redemption is just shut the trapdoor yeah. is, is shut for people and um really interesting article from owen slot on this particular subject just set, pointing out with the six nations around the corner that and you know some people won't like uh, me even mentioning owen slot's article about this but he said the best performing irish fly half is, pa- is paddy jackson do, you, do you wrong. do you continue to pretend he doesn't exist or do you use him as a as a as a means to show what you, that you that you've done something wrong and what is wrong in the past and learn from it and also give someone a path to redemption? Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. It's a great question, um, and I also hate this idea that everyone's got to be some sort of perfect role model um, in 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 the world in, in the world of sport. I guess my my fear is that the that the guys that they're going to be picking up in the future. Are going to be overly polished, over you know, very, oh, you know, sort of from a certain background, certain class, uh, overly polished, bit boring, and absolutely squeaky clean. And that the guy with a little bit of a background behind him might not be able to get get a job because of the reputational risk. And that's what I think might might happen go go forward because you hear it in the NFL. And actually, they don't live by this because they get all sorts of lunatics play, playing there. Yeah, but like high character guys. Yeah, and I I think in the world of sport, talent always wins. Eventually, so, yeah. So, yeah, there will always be someone who's willing to take a risk on someone who um, could be a little bit um, unpredictable, shall we say, off the field. Yeah, I wonder if I wonder if this will happen more frequently now, as in people taking risks if this incident ha- hadn't happened, because value in the salary cap is everything. Yeah, and well, the well, the, the rumor for what uh, Danny Cipriani was on say, a few years ago, um, when he came back to the UK um, and had 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 his troubles in the past, it was relatively low compared to the upper limit of his talent. Yes. Shall we say that? Certainly, as you mentioned, Sale Sharks definitely got a great deal on Danny Cipriani. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the thing about Sale Sharks. They have done this for a lot of players. They've brought guys in whose reputation might not have been absolutely absolutely sterling. Sometimes they've had their fingers burnt, like Mark Jennings. Um, well, Mark, Mark Jennings was he was sailed through and through, wasn't he? Yeah, as yeah. in he played there as a kid. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure that. Yeah, we don't. We don't. we don't need to bring up yeah. names. No. We don't need to bring up um, names. Yeah, yeah. You know, but there's other guys who came with um, you know slightly broken reputations who now play fly half for Australia. Yeah, uh, Jamie O'Connor. Um, obviously, Sippers went there. Obviously, Yardy after yeah. his um, parting with Tiny Temper Ti- was the yeah, Tiny Ti- Temper. I mean, there's a lot of. Um, there is a fair um, a fair few of them. So uh, Halani Alika would be would be another one. So what was his? Uh... I think he couldn't get into the United States for some misdemeanors. He might have oh, might, might have committed as a young man. Okay, yeah. It, just one thing um, on this conversation. I just want to correct. Um, my opinion would be that uh, Billy Burns is the best performing Irish, Irish oh, fly half yes. at the moment. So uh, not in, <laughs> not in Madigan. Uh, mm, <laughs> can I just say on, on the Ulster performance and well done to your beloved Ulster Phil they're, they're into the round of 16 and they, they look good uh, Robert Balakoon I love but Ian Madigan yeah. is the bravest Irish fly half purely for the fact 
that instead of kicking the ball to touch for a five meter line out, he thought he'd dummy the kick and then tap and go himself and run at Courtney Laws and um, who was phenomenal. He was phenomenal today. and uh, up, yeah. and Lewis Ludlam <laughs> and got absolutely ended by the pair of them. He Good tried to night. run it in from five meters and I, for Ian Madigan to think there's the whole Northampton pack there. Yeah, I can yeah. take them. Fair, Ma- I mean, Laws and Ludlam, fair play. I, I love the attitude. Yeah, if you take Courtney Laws out of Northampton. Cordy and Dan Bigger. Yeah, what do they have? Well, what do they also, do well? But can we just acknowledge 250 first team games for Northampton Saints over 15 seasons when he's been an ever present for England as well. Yeah. So imagine how many club games he would have played were he not an international. Yeah. He's yeah. had 90 England caps. He's had British and Irish Lions caps. The guy is an um he's just a machine. Yeah, and, he's playing the best he's, he's ever played. Yeah, he's still got a few good years to go because he is you're right, he's playing but he's 32 now. He is playing the best he's played. In my experience, you play your best rugby role in 37 years old. <laughs> he's got a good... He, yeah, he needs so to get I, on the uh, JB CrossFit exactly, w- workout. Exactly. I bet he'd be really good at CrossFit, wouldn't he? He'd be, be unbelievable. Because <laughs> he's got an incredible engine on him as maybe well. Maybe he's tall, Strong. so maybe not power lifts. Maybe not the Olympic Yeah. Lifts. I'm sure he'd be all right. Yeah. He'd be all right. <laughs> he'd be fine. Oh, I watched All the World's Strongest Man, by the way. Awesome. Oh, Loved it. Loved I've not seen it yet. No spoilers. No spoilers. Okay, it was but really it, good. The ending, oh, loved it, was great. it. Yeah, it was great. Loved it. The, and the the fifth heat was quality. Yeah. And I got a little bit of the um, World's Strongest Man chat from last week's podcast. Was it Jamal Ford-Robinson that was saying that Adam Bishop had said Dino Lamb? Yes. I got, I got that into my uh, team news. Oh, did you? Uh, nice. Uh, for the Cardiff-Quins game. Oh, that's a shame because I made it up. <laughs> no joking. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just said Dino Lamb. <laughs> <laughs> See how get. I, I did actually, because I did try and verify it b- before I said it, and I, I looked and there was something behind a, there was an article behind a paywall. Uh, what I'd searched Dino Lamb and Adam Bishop. Oh, well, oh, no, I'm sure. Just, Close enough. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure it was right. I got anyway. that from uh, Quinn's Media, so. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Ask Ali Stokes. He'll tell you. Yeah. Um, yeah. My boy, so. North- yeah, I still got that game. Yeah, so Northampton. Laws Laws was class. Um, the rest of it's rubbish, isn't it? Big, bigger was decent, but probably not playing up to his usual stuff. The rest of them, not bad, but not well, just not great. And, and you know, oh, I don't oh. see any. Weirdly, they're not good. They're, they're not terrible. They're not terrible. They're not no. good. I don't see there being a different path though to the one that they're taking. So, despite their indifference or my indifference to them, I still think they're doing exactly all the right things because. You can't buy your way out of this situation. They've got a really good crop of young lads. They're just going to have to stick with them. Everyone's going to have to find... Yeah. Everyone's got to stick with what they've got now. So they're kind of going... I mean, they can't do anything else. But they've got no fight in them. Like They can't tackle. They don't seem to want to tackle. Oh, I think that's hard. Oh, yeah. that first try for uh, Ulster was so easy. So easy. I, I, I prefer to credit Ulster's ambition and uh, mm. and how clinical they are in attack. They look really good. And at home, in a, in a round of 16, I'd love to be at that ground for that round of 16 match. That'll be yeah, awesome. It will be good. Um, I, I, I love... Uh, is it Centre Hume? Hume is quality. Yeah, he is so right. good. Hume, so 13, 14, 15. Hume, Balakoon, and Mac Lowry. Mac Lowry. Those, those three Mike, got to be on the radar for yeah, Ireland. have to be on the radar for Ireland. And do you not think... Uh, he's, he's little, and we've talked about how brave he is, but Mac Lowry is next thicker. He's been working. He's been, he's been working. <laughs> nice. Been shifting some tin. And uh, Nick Mellon was very confused about why he's not wearing a scrum hat. Why sometimes he does, sometimes sometimes he doesn't. So 
We should really. Just his hair's too nice. He, he, he's been <laughs> he's working on that curly hair now. So I was of the opinion of Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. That he might just be Ireland's version of Matthew Morgan, but he does seem to be legitimately very, very good. And not that Matt Morgan. Matt, Matt, uh, Matt? Is it Matt Morgan? Yeah. Matthew Morgan? Matthew Morgan. Yeah. yeah. Matthew Morgan. yeah. Not that he wasn't really good, but I don't think he quite. Development of the absolute finish, finished product. I think Larry might actually. I think Larry might be. I don't think he's going to be quite there with um, uh, your boy in T- Toulon, but he is. He's going to make. He's going to make his smallest work. I think on the international stage. Colby. Colby. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because Jordan Lama is another guy who's mm-hmm. probably similar, similar stature, is similar capability. Yeah. Not much. He might be a tiny bit bigger. Yeah. But he's not. Not much bigger. I'm just looking. Mike Mike Lowry is listed as five seven and seventy nine kg. Five seven and Jordan seventy nine kg. Lama. That's like twelve and a half stone. stone. Yeah, and a half. yeah. Oh, no. something like that. Bloody hell! Yeah, I could, I could snatch him. Uh, Jord, Jordan Lama is listed as a bit bigger, five ten and eighty seven kg. Yeah, but both of them, they have that acceleration. Eighty seven, you say? Yeah, eighty seven. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so, quite a bit bigger. Yeah. So. Twelve less than twelve and a half stone compared to thirteen and a half stone, mm. and a two three inches in it. Um, but both of them have that acceleration, that ability to step and go and beat a man in a you know, on a sixpence. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like the comparisons to Ches and Colby because I think Ches and Colby's pro- uh, obviously got better footwork, but I think Lionel's overall skill set is better. Like his kicking, his passing, his offload. His overall skill set is better than Ches and Colby. As in, yeah, his ball skills, yeah. I would uh, say so. Colby used to play uh, fly half, if you remember. I thought he was the nine. Was he not? The, I remember the boy in Osaka, the South African boy who played against him in uh, schools. Did, 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 what was his name? Patrick something? Some, yeah. Patrick something. Uh, D-Max, the other diminutive D-Mac. fullback. Yeah, yeah, and D-Max, like Mike Lowry, and I guess like Colby if he did play fly half at school, um, can play fly half, can play... A little bit on the wing, maybe, but fly off in 15. 15 is probably his best position, mm. similar how, to Mike Lowry. I guess the, the question is, how would he cope with uh, Lau Mappy making a break and <laughs> him being the last man? I, how many fullbacks in the world? Yeah, well, yeah. Um, He's well massive. He is massive. <laughs> did you see Gus Wall's tackle today on a uh, raging racker? I did. Fair play. Was that Gus Wall? Was that? Guess what it was? There was because Hammersley made one as well. Did he? Yeah, where he's basically like like a roadblock. Oh, yeah, he just put himself as a roadblock. Yeah, he just basically just sacrificed himself. Yeah, because Gus what is another man who is not he's not big. Large. Yeah, uh, and he was he did very well as well. Acro- across the board, there were a couple of defeats for English clubs. We mentioned Northampton. We mentioned Sale, both by small margins a- across the board. And well, I thought that sale game was very close. Yeah, no, it was. But um, Gavin mentioned the French teams, a lot of them throwing the towel in. I thought it was a fantastic weekend for English clubs. Yeah. It, it was uh, Just just before that, because I think that's a very good point, I just want to say, the, on the Ulster back line... Oh, yeah, sorry, go on. Billy Burns is 27, the oldest by three years in that back line. Wow. That back line is so <laughs> young. Wow. So young and so talented. Uh, yeah. That is it's very, very impressive to play like that. On a big stage with a lot of pressure on, because obviously they've got to win. They've got to win that ahead of next week um, <coughs> with such a young and talented squad. Yeah, Balakoon being slight, rapid, and really steppy. He's got Anthony Watson vibes. 
and strong. Yeah, and really strong. strong. Yeah. He's good. He's yeah, really good. I like him he, a lot. He's a good player. Reads, is he reads the game well. Yes. Yeah, pretty sure he is. In the summer, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you need to get him capped ASAP if he's there's, not. There's Hume, Balakoon and Lowry. And uh, Nathan Doak. Yeah, um, he made some good decisions. And he, so. he's, he's played well every time I've watched him this season. Because he, he, he kicks Doak, well. The, the scrum half. The nine, yeah, he does yeah, really he's, good. He's only 20. Yeah. Um, he's fast, he reads the game well. His distribution's good and he can kick. Oh, yeah. little, uh, another little petit general. So they had kind of, since Pinar obviously played that role, Cooney can play that role, the kick-in, distributing nine, and Doak has been kind of moulded in that style as well, which is which is good, good so, to see. So me and Phil have been, for weeks and weeks, saying, oh, extra are going to be okay, they're going to be okay. Every now and again, they, soon, you'll see it soon, you'll see it soon. And um, they were arguably, <laughs> I mean, obviously Leinster aside, who were up against a, a team that threw the towel at Leinster. Yeah. But Leinster aside... Exeter were probably the most impressive team in the of the weekend. Yeah, to, to, to dismantle a Glasgow team that were really gunning for them, uh, and the Glasgow team played really well until sixty minutes. It was it was only the last twenty minutes where, and Exeter scored twenty four unanswered points in the last twenty minutes, yeah. which is very impressive to do against a Glasgow side that had played well and had so much fight in them. I've got to mention actually some listeners to the pod. There was Sam Exeter Chiefs. Chiefs fan who was down there with uh, with his kids and stuff and uh, sent his regards. And there were some guys from Glasgow, some Warriors fans, Sam Hives, Matt and uh, Tony Gillespie, Jordan as well. Um, and they, a couple of them live in, uh, live in Bristol and they all came down and they were down at Sandy Park and um, chatted to them after the game. Top lads. They, they were the guys that educated you on buoyancy. Oh, yeah. Oh. When, when the tanker got stuck in the... Um, the Ever Given. The Ever Given got stuck. Um, but to- top lads, and um, they were all kilted up and down there, disappointed by the last 20 minutes. But um, I think they can be pretty happy with where Warriors are overall. Um, so, and I love that Rory Darge open side. Oh, okay. He's a proper talent. Okay, so Rory Darge would be one guy you had your uh, your eyes on. 21-year-old uh, Glaswe- Is he Glaswegian? I don't know. You no, know, from Edinburgh. They, like, he was... Um, Competing with Hamish Watson, so they ah, so moved from Edinburgh to out. Glasgow. Ah, so yeah, sensible, cool player. Um, David Jenkins, mm. did you see him? Yeah, the, yeah, I did. He made his debut. He's meant to be was, absolutely bloody enormous. I don't know if it was a debut, but um, yeah, I think it is debut for him. Yeah, I, I, he was having loads of photos afterwards, and it was a nice moment. It's clearly his dad who looked about like I was. I was, I was looking at his dad going. You're really not much older than me, and um, <laughs> an emotional embrace with his dad after his uh, after his game. So but, uh, yeah, he's a big slice. Yeah, he's maybe enormous. So one of the reasons they're so comfortable losing Skinner and Hill is because they've got these two young like this is the future. This is the Christ. future. Christ, uh, is it Christ? Is it? Have I s- yeah, I think it's Christ. Yeah, Christ Chun- yeah, yeah it, is, it is Christ definitely yeah. right or Christ to his mates. Yeah, um, and this other lad. So they're coming up, and they will be a fraction of the cost of Hill and Hill and Skinner. This is the future we've all got to get used to for every single club. But it, but what Rob Baxter <clears throat> is kind of saying is he, he thinks that they're maybe eighteen months off being regular first teamers, so he wants a player to bridge that gap. Yeah, George Cruz is being talked about, mm, and so going is back to the UK. So is Leone Nakarawa. Is he what mm. uh, at Exeter? Yeah, interesting. 
one of, the, one of those players could happen, I think. Yeah. Did Nakarawa go to Ulster? He was... Uh, so he failed medical at Ulster, uh, yeah, yeah. and that's when he went to Racing. Believe that, ba- uh, did he go back to Racing? Back to Racing. I can't remember. Glasgow... Racing Glasgow, oh, God, I can't, can't remember. He yeah, does something. He so he failed. So after Kutsia left to go back to South Africa, he was the replacement, yeah. talented, enormous forward, um, and he failed a medical, and then that's when Vermaelen signed. Got it. So you can see they won a big uh, carrying, offloading leader in the pack as one of their few um, foreign signings. I said, well, I am available. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't remember what we, we were talk, talking about then. What were we talking about? Uh, Exeter. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So um, they're very confident in these two lads coming through very soon and just being absolute dominators. And, you know, if I was Exeter, I've got to think very carefully now, haven't I, about how do I keep these two lads which we are developing? Because, of course, they're both Welsh. You can tell by their names mm. that they're Welsh. And at some point, the Welsh regions are going to start blackmailing them with their, with the international caps. Caps so, and then market rate offers, so-called market rate <laughs> offers. Yeah, you know what is the market rate for a potentially world-leading second row? I mean, according to Mario Toji, eight hundred thousand pounds, and that's just the image rights. <laughs> that's just the image rights. <laughs> so they better come come with a checkbook. And if their agent, does, is, I mean, this is a case where you need an agent because you need someone actually looking after your best interests. Because playing in Wales is not in your best interests <laughs> at all. Um, well, on on that, because I was at Cardiff on Friday night, mm. and, and they were talking about Liam Williams coming back to Lupe Falatau being there, um, and, and and Thomas Young as well. But those two, Liam Williams, Tal Lupe Falatau, actually, I think at the stage in their career they're at. Might work for them. Going back to Wales, eighty percent of your wage being paid by the RFU, uh, by the Welsh RFU, uh, Welsh Rugby Union, and being able to not play domestic yeah. rugby to is, extend your career to extend your career in a Johnny Sexton kind of fashion. It's not a bad shout. The thing is, though, I was talking to a friend of mine this weekend, and he he plays down in South Wales now. He used to play up in Broke Park with me, and he just said the standard in South Wales of rugby has fallen to pieces. I've talking from experience, standard in North Wales has fallen to pieces just uh, around the local club game. There's not like one or two exceptions f- for that. In fact, I posted a beautiful try with, that London Rugby Club scored. Mm, uh, I saw that. It, it, was, it was cool. Great little move. Yeah, Lovely. really cool. Off a line lot too. Anyway, doesn't really matter. Point I'm tra- the point I'm trying to get to is it uh, it does sort of rankle me a little bit that, that WRU are spending money on top players bringing them back when actually there's work to be done at the community level. I mean, at the moment... Thanks to, it isn't um, a zero-sum game necessarily, though, it is, is it? I'm afraid, I'm afraid oh. it is. Because well, I, I, I have a nuanced thought about this, because I agree with you generally, and, I, and I've said many times on the podcast how livid I am with the RFU at pulling the funding for community coaches, yeah. for example, stuff like that. I think on this one, when you're Wales and you have a limited player pool, players like Falatau and Liam Williams, are approaching a point in their career where they could still be world-class, but they're getting older... And they're gonna str- they're gonna recover s- more slowly from injuries and things like that. Look at Alan Wynne Jones; he's still the age he is, and he's still playing. I think there is something to be said for cherry picking certain players, and no, it, like because some people will go, "Oh no, we need them back at the regions so that we can promote regional rugby." <laughs> I don't even think it's that. I think it's just so you can get squeeze every bit of juice out of them in a Welsh jersey. Yeah, maybe, but I they, they can set standards as well. If you if you pick if you cherry pick the right ones. To yeah. two set standards for the younger guys coming but, through. Yeah, That's got, not a bad you've thing. You've got the draw problem, haven't you? Of older lads 
Older lads taking the spot in the in regions which should, by all rights, belong to younger lads c- coming through. That's what I'm saying about F- Faletown and yeah. Liam Williams. They're not going to play for Cardiff very much. No, that's fine. I, I guess that's fine. Uh, but then what's the point? That, what, they just roll them out for European games? I mean, yeah. the, I mean, the Cardiff squad actually looks really good. Their first 15 looks excellent. Um, I don't know what's, what, what it's like and, um, and, and underneath that. But then I just don't like the idea that the WRU... Because you've got to remember, the RFU can spend what it spends on rugby, on professional rugby, because you got because the governing bodies are not just the guardians of the grassroots game, that they also operate as a, you know, a pro entity. So the RFU spend the smallest percentage of their income on their pro team, and yet they can pay them the most, because they're such a massive union. Um, the WR, you, you can't really do that. So the idea that they're picking up 80% of, pe- of people's salaries so they can... I mean, that's why they're paying 80... It's not just match fees. It's 80% of the salary to not play for a region. And that's what I don't like. I mean, it should I, yeah, go to something better than that. I, I can understand that. And it's all... It all comes down to value, doesn't it? Yeah. I, if, if you... The typical example would be, well, Semi Randrander is an amazing player. Some people might... Um, disagree on the level of amazing, but he is an amazing player. Can do incredible things. Every team in the world would have him at the right price. The right price some yeah. some teams might think that price is four hundred k, five hundred k. Some teams clearly think it's a million pounds. Everyone else would be somewhere in between. Yeah. It's the same with these players. The, any team would have these players, but for the WRU to pick up eight percent of their value and for them to play so so few games is that best value for Wales. Uh, and as for the market rate stuff. Uh, it might actually be become a bit outdated now because presumably the Welsh players would, be, would have been going to um, England, but with the EQP rules changing and the squeeze on the on the salary cap, it might just correct itself anyway because well, they're going to need they're going to need a home. Yeah, and it's not necessarily going to be the Premiership, and yeah. same with the rules in France. So I just think the whole thing's a mess. And and ha- is it working? Did a Welsh side win this weekend? Uh, no, Cardiff no. the closest. Cardiff. Yeah, Scarlet's got spanked. Osprey's got spanked, and Dragons lost to your beloved Benetton. Yes, get in, get in. <laughs> it's so. uh, oh, what did you see? Might have won. I don't think they did. I think they lost to, away to Cardiff. Well, we uh, RGC did. Yeah, devastated. Uh, uh, all Things. the ch- all the chat rightly, and some people might say it was a cliche, but was that that was just jumping back to Exeter? That was that was extra two years ago. Yeah, they mm. they will not get ahead of themselves, but that is definitely. Not an unfair thing to say. Yeah, and they they did it in, they did it through the tight and the physical stuff. They did it through the back line with O'Flaherty and the null try, the null acceleration through the the line and the acceleration through the middle it was beautiful. And they did it, and this was a point that Baxter made in the interview with you, I think it was JB, about their fitness and for them to score those was it twenty four unanswered points in the last twenty minutes. That is impressive. They could, yeah, they could be looking at a very different season, couldn't they, with a, a win here or there, particularly the one against Harlequins. They could be really looking mm. at a yeah. much different outlook. It was interesting when Rob Baxter say that it, he, he was asked, so do you think that win was more kind of because of the technical work you've done Monday to Friday or just sort of more emotional? And he said, no, that, that win was completely an emotional. Mm. Uh, they got themselves into a headspace, he, he believes, that clearly they haven't got to... Up until now, yeah, yeah. There's some chat around Dexter as well that maybe they need some outside influence on their coaching staff because the coaching staff have basically been in position since, well, since Rob Baxter arrived, which which was when he was born. Yes, yeah, like twelve years ago, I think <laughs> he's been there a long time. Then 
Oh, Rob Hunter would be the only external guy appointed. Yeah, he's been there years now. And he's been there years, yeah. So everyone else is just Mm. promoted from within, like ex-players. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Away they go. Which I don't... I think that's good, though. I think it's good that rugby develops in its own way in a different region. I I love the idea of regions playing in a different style. style. I I like that idea. I do, and I've said it before when we've been talking about the All Blacks promoting from within through um, Henry and Hanson and Fozzie now that... I do like to see introduction of new ideas. So maybe, maybe there is something in that for Exeter. Maybe. Yeah, but some of the some of the new ideas that I that you hear about are so insane that <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, you've got to discount them immediately. I'm talking about good new ideas, yeah, not bad I new tell ideas. You one of those ideas which really got to me this week. Um, my dear friend Jamie, who I coached with in Talk H, sent me a snippet from Charlie Morgan's, as usual, excellent article. Charlie Always Morgan's an excellent writer. Yep. And it was the con at the coach. I can't remember his name. No. Andy Friend. No, the attack coach. Can't remember. And he's talking about the the value of chaos. Like we just try and create chaos, like unstructured chaos. To like this is nonsense. This is unmitigated. <laughs> that nonsense, sounds like. like Lee Blackett. Who? Oh, by the way, how could I say when talking about impressive performances? Was unreal, yeah. but that, that's yeah. Lee Blackett. How he, do you create chaos? It no, doesn't make any sense. Well, no, but he he said that, that they spend half of their training week. On completely unstructured rugby. Zue Zue. Yeah, because like yeah. You, you know, uh, and, and your perspective, and it's definitely a perspective, and a lot of teams would 100% agree with you on this, is that focus on the things which you can, um, you can technically nail, like line out, scrum, all yeah. of that stuff. But Lee Blackett said 50% of Wasps training is all unstructured, loose stuff. But is it like, is it unstructured, loose st- stuff within like a spread of forwards, uh, like? Uh, two on two on one side of the pitch, two on the other, then four in the middle. Is it no. a two four two? Is it? A, uh, a I three, certainly two, got three? the impression from him. It's, is it just literally? It can't just be. It can't be that. Well, look at the way they play. I think it is. It might be. Yeah, it might be. And it worked for them. They beat the European champions with fourteen men. Yeah, and they they really beat them as well. And it was yeah. it was it, it was, was great. so from the first minute when Toulouse scored that pushover try. I, I mean, I was expecting a Toulouse comfortable win. I was as well. After one minute, I'm like, "Yep, this is definitely going to be." Uh, to lose comfortable win then was start coming back playing some good rugby getting um, ahead in the arm wrestling the forwards which was very impressive then Umaga goes off for the red card and you think right it's done now it's done now but no was were incredible Barbary some of those moments he had I mean I still can't get out of my head and it's I know it's unfair but I'm still in the mode in, in the mode with Barbary which is He's given up on hooker, and I hate it. I, I think it's like a character flaw for him. Like he's like Luke Cowan Dicky if he decided to give up on on throwing. You know, but okay, we are where we are. Uh, his some of his highlights now. I mean, some of his moments are just truly, truly astounding. Yeah, truly astounding. And the people he's beating as well, like the defenders that he's sh- yeah. shrugging off, like world class international he? talent. He manhandled someone. Who did he, did he not throw them? Cross. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Cross. I understand he's a good player. <laughs> yeah, he's fully Pretty professional. handy. Yeah, he knows a thing or two about rugby. So we we touched on <laughs> yeah. this last week, Phil. Where do you stand? Eddie Jones is naming an England squad for the Six Nations on Tuesday. Yeah, tomorrow, maybe as you're listening to this, maybe even today, maybe it's already happened. I uh, JB held me to the Cocker's Law of you've got to drop someone if you want to put him in, and I dropped Lewis Ludlam. Oh yeah, I'm trying to think out, who was out in. of the England squad. Would you have him in? And I, if so, for who? Barbary. There's no way. Given... I, w- I wouldn't start him, by the way. 
I'd start maybe starting against Italy and it depends it depends how you're going to play because because yeah. of the options you've got. I think he has to be in. I think there's no way you can honestly say his performances would not push him into that England squad. Whether he starts is another matter, but he has to be in. Yeah, ju- I, just looking at the last squad to see I, who I'm going to get Willis rid of. Willis is another guy though who I'm really really starting to like. Who sorry? Willis. Tom, Tom, Tom Willis is yeah, a great Yeah, Tom Willis player. is great. Yeah. You know, and I don't know, is he keeping Barbary out of the eight shirt or is it just it's a better format okay. than six and eight? So the, la- so the last squad, the back row players were Courtney Laws, Tom Curry. Yeah, Tom Curry. Keep. Sam Underhill. Keep. Go. I would keep Sam Underhill for what I he's lo- done I in love England, Sam Underhill. What he's done in an England shirt. Mm, fair. Um, George Martin. Go. Keep. So I would keep George Martin. Don Brandt. Keep. I'd go. also keep. Sam Simmons. Keep. Go. I'd keep. Lewis Ludlam. That, go. That would be the one that would have to go for Barbary. I think... Not because I don't think Ludlam's great, just if I had to choose. But no, I'm the not... other, There's one more. Oh, yeah. Is there? Yeah, which was Callum Chick. Go. Oh, okay. So, so Christ, Cal- I'm not keeping anyone in this squad. <laughs> I'm Cal- keeping Laws. I'm keeping... Curry. Curry. Who's the other one I might keep? Mark. So, I'm sure, I think that was about it. That might be it. That might be all. <laughs> in a thirty, will, it, will all of those get to stay? Is that a training squad? This, this might. A, I'm just looking how many were in this. That might be a wider squad. That was 38 in that squad. So that okay. was maybe the original. Uh, no, because there was in the autumn training squad there were an additional 11 players, including in the back row Ted Hill and Jack Kenningham. Mm, that was the. Kenningham's so I think that was good. the. I think that was the legit. I think like, Kenning, Kenningham was just. He just got a bad injury, yeah, he hasn't he? Injury, yeah. Has he? he yeah, that's out, why he wasn't for the season. Uh, yeah, it's a shame. Well, he might have timed that right, timed that okay because Will Will Evans is back soon. Not Will Evans. Mm. Is it Will Evans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Will Evans got to be back soon. Uh, Jack, Jack Willis, I hope he's back soon as well. Yeah, Jack Willis, Willis back yeah, soon. Willis, yeah, Jack Willis, Willis. and Tom Willis. Because Tom Willis is playing is great. So I, I, I might I might swap Tom Willis in for uh, Callum Chick, maybe. I mean, yeah, Callum Chick's been doing well, but I really like the look of Tom Willis. I'd get Alfie Barbary in for Lewis Ludlam. I think Lewis Ludlam's great as well. But yeah. there you go. And I might, I might, I might potentially shift George Martin. I'm not. I, I like. Oh, I, no, I do like him and the versatility, the the back, the and multiple positions. Yeah, because George the Martin, power, the George power Martin, and uh, Courtney Laws. Do you know who, he's clearly going to be around for a long time. The one I yeah. like, who he's not really a back row. He's more of a second row, but. All, Ollie Chesham at Leicester. I love that boy. I think he's absolutely brilliant. The the young lads that Ches- um, Leicester are getting through, the young English lads who mm. are going to slowly start replacing the South African lads that who have provided a solid foundation and mm. set the standard that they expect from a second row back row, that now George Martin and Chesham and Rafael and these boys are going to have to start hitting to force the South African guys out. Yeah, it's, it's quite exciting, nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's an impressive template that they've, they've got some other gems in their, in their academy whose names I will not mention, but I'm very excited about seeing them mm. co- come through too. Um, so yeah, but Barbary, I just I, 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 prob- I probably wouldn't start him, but he'd be devastating to bring off the bench after <laughs> 60 minutes. Uh, you'd say, you'd, I'd say the same about Sam Simmons, though. And, uh, yeah. and, and I just he was European Player of the Year a couple of years ago. He's still class. So, yeah, I think it's got, England are stacked. The problem, like, just get him involved. The problem is with these lads who have that sort of stature, Simmons might be one of them, Underhill might be one of them, um, Curry is not one of them, or Curry's, is that at line-out time they just give you a little bit of predictability for, for the opposition. 
Yeah. Because you see this with Cam Neal at Sale when they play him. He wanders up, up to the line. He has to stand at the plus one position or out of the line completely. If he's in the line, you know that he's not going up and therefore you can defend that. You've got big courts though, so that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, but you need big... I think you need them all. I mean, like, you need courting to go, be going up, you need two, two second rows. You probably need one of your other back, back rows as well. So, I, you know, I like, I like pretty much every, everyone in my back five to jump. I can go with four, but you need four. Yeah, I, I, I th- yeah, I'm happy with the one in the back row, but I think that is. I'd I'd prefer to look at the talents you do have and try and amplify those. And we've got some some incredible athletes, and I, I would try and amplify those rather than sacrifice the talents of someone like Barbary or Simmons or whatever so or Don Brandt, um, it, it, just to get someone who can jump. So, so Tim, your. For t- I say tomorrow, you're playing the first game of the Six Nations. Yeah. Who is your back row? My back row is Courtney Laws, Tom Curry, Alex Dombrand. Hmm. Definitely the first two. Don't know about my third. I'm really not sure. I, I would probably have Curry... So, Laws at six, Underhill at seven, Curry at eight. Because mm. I, 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 just, I just like that bounce and then Barbary off the bench. Maybe right. even a 6-2 split with Barbary and Simmons coming off the bench. What, what Ben Earl? You're going to go with that yeah. type of player. Like Ben Earl seems to be right in the middle of both of those guys. A bit stronger than Simmons. A bit quicker than... Uh, may, maybe quicker than both of them, actually. England are yeah. stacked. Of that type of player. That type of player. And, th- and that, this is one of the problems for England. Do you know what England? the best England back, back row is? Curry, Laws, Peledre. <laughs> and he's near. He's, he's been, been injured long enough that he's nearly qualified again. <laughs> Oh, if, if only Pelledri. No, oh we, we talked about word. this a few weeks back. He he would qualify to be England eligible on on the World Cup final 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. The best, yeah. yeah, so he gets picked in the 31-man squad. <laughs> but what are you saying to your opposition there? They've picked the guy just for the final. Just for the final. These arrogant... <laughs> <laughs> That's what um, France did in 2011. Uh, uh, Dusan got his international debut did. in the oh, World Cup yeah. final against New Zealand. Not bad on that. Lou, I've never be, that Good trivia, question, trivia that trivia will never be repeated. Um, shall we just go through some other uh, results from this uh, European oh. weekend? So, essentially one. Did it? Yeah. Uh, it was uh, Wharfdale, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Doncaster beat Jersey Reds. In yeah, you've been taking quite an interest in this. Tell me about The it. championship. So, um, Doncaster atop. Uh, three points clear of Ealing Trailfinders, who have two games that, in hand. Yeah, I was going to say that's because of postponed games. And then you've got Cornish Pirates and Jersey Reds. Those four teams separated by only a handful of points. Uh, really exciting in the championship. Doncaster are going for it. Are they? Mm. They are going for it. Yeah, so they... Because they, 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 whoever... Well, Doncaster s- smell an opportunity. Well, one team's going to be in the Premiership next year. Yep. And Doncaster smell an opportunity to to own that North, that Yorkshire. They've got everybody. Academy. Get the academy, yeah. from Leeds, and it's a big, it's a talented pool of players. It's an amazing pool of players. It might be one of the best pool pools of players in the country. Yeah, it's incredible. I wonder if they just divide it between Newcastle and Sale in the end. If Doncaster don't get that potentially, because whoever gets promoted this, so obviously this season is thirteen players with no thirteen players, thirteen teams with no relegation. Next season is going to be 14 teams with no relegation, and then it's going to be reconsidered how yeah. relegation is handled after that. Teams, too many. Far, far too many. Um, so, yeah, so uh, fortunately, Albion went down to Rams. 
which mm. is devastating, of course. Uh, heartbreaking. Bro- uh, Broughton Park under-14s did a job on Blackburn. Thir- oh. thir- 39-12. I went to pick up my car today from, from the rugby club. And when I got there, the pitch was covered in under-13s girls' teams. And everyone looked like they, looked, looked like they were having fun. But I'd say some were having more fun than others. So um, a lot of them were just kind of warming up, doing fun games, rolling in the mud, that kind of thing. A ball had, uh, hadn't been kicked off. Manchester under-13 ladies or girls or whatever you want to call them um, looked like an absolute outfit. Absolute Ooh. outfit. Um, they were uh, striding out, um, all like synchronised. They were going over the fine, the finer details of their rucking. It's like, yeah, th- these girls know exactly what they're doing. Good, good pedigree in in women's rugby as well. They had uh, when he, when Manchester were like the money got pulled and they were dropping down the leads. They had the, they like, first, the female, yeah. first women's uh, first men's first fifteen head coach. Is that right? That was a woman. Yeah, yeah. We had that in Coleman Bay, my old club, uh, Rachel mm. Taylor, who now goes... Right. And I don't know if Rachel Taylor's coaching Sail Shocks ladies or it's Sail 860... Oh, whatever it is, 1860. It's like, I can't get the branding right for Sail for Shocks. It was like DMP Sharks uh, D- or yeah, something Yeah, so as DMP well. Sharks is Moden Park. Yeah, down to Moden yeah. Park yeah. Sharks. So I think Sail Shocks is Sail Shocks ladies, but they were at one point linked to Sail FC and they were Sail... I don't know. It doesn't matter. But the coach is Rachel Taylor, who was the old, uh, the old Welsh, the ex Welsh captain, and also the ex- old coach or current coach of Corn Bay. One, one more, um, lo- slightly lower level rugby game. Um, unfortunately, Tombridge Judians travelled to Sale FC. Yes, he did. With um, friend, oh, yes. friend of the pod, Hugo. Yeah. So I didn't realise that Judians. Are they Tunbridge? in that league? Yeah. yeah. T- Tonbridge, I've got some family that, that they're in Kent, right? Yes. Yeah. Man, I didn't know they played at that level. Man. No, neither, neither I did I. I want to go visit them. I might. Yeah. Although they're bottom of the table by a, they are. By a chunk now. That's right, because Hugo's been injured for most of the season. Yes, and now exa- he's back. Exactly the reason. Um, Do you know the story? That's a track, isn't it? That's Yeah, they got um, hammered 66-10. Hmm, and unfortunately... It, it's only it's just down the road from me, but I was uh, making my way back from Gran Canaria at the time. So how the other half live, eh? Yeah, unfortunately, I couldn't couldn't go and watch it and go for a beer with Hugo. But next next season, next if, season. if they well, if they do stay, you know, do you know this story? You might know this. I didn't know this story, I, but a few years ago, Coldy were top of the league. Have you, have you heard of this? Uh, no, I don't so, think so. I don't, I need to actually work out exactly how true the story is because a CLFC player to, uh, told me this week. And they were top of the league either last year or the year before or something like that. Mm. And by Christmas, they were putting like um, they were putting like a broom on their Twitter handle, like yeah, a clean, a, a clean sweep. That, um, you know, win it early, whatnot. Then they got relegated. What in in like the same season? What what? Yeah, so I need to actually find out which season it was. They were they were doing. Re- I'm sure they were top of the league at Christmas, and then ended up wow. getting relegated. I'd love to know that. Yeah, but, yeah Calder- I'm sure Colliery in that league. Um, that's. National one. Yeah, I, I right, won yeah. below the championship. I'm, go- I'm going to have to leave you gents for a minute. Why? Where are you going? I need to go to the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> oh, cool. We can talk, talk about whatever we want, though. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, they, um, and do you know they're also called the Ravers? I have not... not I don't know. Yeah, seen. yeah. That, did, did you know that? Yeah, that's been... Um, I'm sure the second team have always been called that. Why are they called that? No idea. No. No idea. Uh, Huddersfield lost... From, from, a, from a, a posh part of the world... Well, posh part of... 
wider Liverpool. Yeah, the Wirral. it's relatively posh compared to, you know, yeah, <laughs> you, you know. Compared to across the water. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, Huddersfield lost, sadly. Uh, Blackburn won. I think Macclesfield lost. Broughton Park got an absolute hiding at the hands of Vela Loon. And we had Talk one H. hell of a fight at Old Winions. One hell of a fight. So first, I think this might be the first game this season that we've not picked up, picked up a bonus point. Uh, they hammered us in the scrum. Really? Yeah. Were you propping? I was propping. It's the first time we've been manhandled like, like you're that. You're a lot. You're a lot slimmer than you once were. It's not been a, not been a problem so, uh, so far. But they were just better us in in those conditions for large part, parts of the game. I think we gusted out three tries to two. We went down twice. Um, defense was pretty solid. Like, I don't think they posed much of a threat to us attacking wise. But their set pieces on uh, on top. We couldn't break them down. And when you can't break a team down, you're liable to concede silly tries. So we conceded a silly kick through. Then we conceded a, a, a driving move. That might be the second one I've ever conceded at, at Tock H. Mm. So, so what was the final score? It was 21-12, uh, I think. Uh, luckily, Widness, who were playing Fleetwood, also didn't get a bonus point. So it's basically oh. on as even. So the first time we get a bonus point, also the first time they didn't get a bonus point. And I would have put my house on Widness getting a bonus point in every single game. Up until, um, but you you've beaten Witness twice now, have you? Once, once. Got cancelled, okay, cancelled on the eighteenth. As did Sedgy Park, Huddersfield at Sedgy Park, which means we can still go to it. Yes, later in the season. Oh, uh, um, you were talking about Witness. Uh, you were slagging them off loads off the pod, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's really? all it's Oldham JB really slags <laughs> off. <laughs> I don't slag off anyone in our league. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> Not <laughs> after the last Oldham game. Not, Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hardly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah, one point on the England English teams I wanted to make. So Exeter scored 24 unanswered points in the last 20 minutes. Um, Harlequins, is it 17 unanswered points in the last yeah. 20 minutes? And Leicester were similar, 20. 18 points 19, down. Yeah, yeah, 18 points down to, to win by one, so 19 unanswered points in the last it's a great 20, point. 20 minutes. <laughs> well, is, I, it, is it coincidence? Is it that they found themselves in a bad scenario and managed to claw out of it? Or is there a differential in fitness? Well, You're, or, you're at two of these games, Tim. Uh, uh, well, I was. Uh, not, getting, not going down this rabbit hole too far, but... There is a differential in uh, government approach to um, <laughs> Get him, Tim. Get him. public health. 
<laughs> and consequently, Cardiff have had two games in th- uh, three games in three months. Okay, no. well, Harlequins are battle hardened. And yeah. all, all, over Christmas, like Glasgow, great win against Exeter. Then they had their derby matches against Edinburgh cancelled. URC have been ridiculously hard hit by all this. Yeah, ridiculously hard hit. It's I, been I, awful I, to have the to have the, dar- the Christmas derby matches, which are the yeah. biggest gates, often the best storylines, best games, cancelled or in a handful of cases with no fans. Is yeah. God, that's hard. And, and equally, in a lot of cases. Home advantage has been either taken away or no or reduced because yeah. there's fewer fans. As yeah. in the case of Claremont, um, it, it was fewer fans. Cardiff, I mean, yeah, for there to be no crowd at that game, oh, oh it would have been absolutely bouncing. It was such a great match. No, yeah, so may, maybe that is the the point to say. There's no no consistent long term point, but if you've played fewer games and if half your t- like in Cardiff, the a month ago or whatever it was, six they, weeks ago, they, were, the science, they were locked down for 14 days, or quarantined yeah. for 14 days, so they can't, can't do anything. And, they, and they've and they limited the training that they have done to try and, yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah, that, that, you're probably right. I'm, sorry I took us down that um, no, 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 potential I, rabbit hole, no, but no, I, I think I, you make a good point. No, well, I, I, but, you, but your, point is abso- <laughs> your point is absolutely right. That is definitely a, um, one trend we saw across the weekend, and it, it made for some great games. That... Um, Hosea Salmaki try at the end for Leicester. Yeah, I mean, I but felt really Kelly sorry. Pass. He's going to yeah. be Dan an Kelly absolute pass. workaholic. Who Salmaki? Yeah, he's going to be in unreal shape. He Trains looks looks in he, unreal shape. He looks in awesome nick because he's he? he's a big boy as well. Like yeah. he is a big strong boy, but he's got like tiny waist, massive shoulders. He's he's a big big boy. Good, like it. Big strong, boy. like it a lot. Uh, yeah, I felt sorry for Connacht at the end. I felt sorry for Cardiff at the end. But I, I, this didn't go out on the telly because we um, we ran out of time. So Dai Young's interview didn't go. But I, I put it to him, and I Dai didn't say it. Uh, by the way, I really I miss Dai Young. Mm. I, I really you, like him. You've always had a soft spot. For I've Dai always Young. had a f- big Why? soft spot. I just, I've, Do you like him as a man? He's such a lovely human being. Yeah, that's the thing. As a bloke, he's a, he's maybe a top guy. Isn't yeah, he's, he's such, such, a, he's such, such an incredible specimen as well. Still, uh, yeah. he's absolutely not. His shoulders. Are, I remember being in a sale press room. Sitting across from him, I couldn't believe how big he still was. <laughs> his shoulders, his neck, his arms are absolutely. He can still scrimmage, can't he? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm pretty, pretty certain he yeah. can still scrimmage. But didn't Tom Cruise tell us he like? Yeah, I think oh yeah, he did, yeah. He? Tom Cruise told us he got he got yeah. to get stuck in. Signed McIntyre tell me that as well. And no, uh, Kieran Brooks. He when when he signed Kieran Brooks, he went to his house or or invited Kieran Brooks over to his house, and. They were scrummaging against each other in the kitchen. Love it. In the kitchen. <laughs> Two Max, absolute gorillas. Thomas Young, Thomas Young thinking, oh, I've been, I've been usurped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Uh, but no, I was going to say, um, I did put it to Die Young, and it's easy to say hindsight is always twenty twenty. but seven points up, 65 minutes on the clock, and you've got a kickable penalty. Take the points, man. Mm. In a game like that, take the points. I know Quinns are capable of scoring, as they showed. But take the take points. The point, yeah. I'd be really interested to listen to hear your views on this, uh, around Marcus Smith. So, a very well-known rugby journalist. I'll just, actually, I'll say it. Stephen Jones. Now, he says things... Who? Stephen, exa- yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, he says some things which I do think are purely just to get clicks and you know hate follows that kind of like thing, right? um what's his name yeah just uh, what's that fly half the argentinian oh juan Hernan- juan martin hernandez is the greatest fly half that's ever played rugby yeah yes it's exactly like, kind of like donald trump um don't take him literally but take him seriously right 
So um, he said, he's said, and I do take his rugby opinion seriously, because, you know, regardless of what you say, he's watched a lot of rugby, and he does say some sensible things, particularly on physicality and that kind of thing. But he seems to think Marcus Smith will lose you more games, or as many games, as he'll win you by his mistakes. I thought about this. I don't think I've seen where's anything. The, where's the body of evidence? I, I, I wondered that. I was wondering if it, do, do, do you I, not see any, well, any of that? I, I think it's a, it's a, it's a almost common fallacy for people who don't watch much much rugby because he is mercurial people will correlate mercurial players with error error ridden players I think you're right and it does not correlate in this instance i think I, I think i think marcus smith is he has the mercurial side but he is an incredible professional and an incredibly consistent I, I think it's just nonsense yeah i can't think of a single i mean sure he has made mistakes but i can't yeah, think yeah. Of him but he's his team a game, or no? I'm not watching. You know, and all due respect to this player, but like, does Stephen Jones look at Marcus Smith and think, "Oh, that's Ryan Lamb"? I mean, it's mm. not. That's what. You'd that's be a, yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly what he is. I, I, it sounds like he is correlating. Freddie Byrne, Shane Garrity, Ryan Lamb, Marcus Smith. Yeah, yeah. They're exactly. not the same things. They're not yeah, the same they're... things. That's what makes him so special. He's an incredibly reliable and consistent well, goal kicker. D- Danny Cipriani got this. Same yeah. stuff as well, towards the end of his career when he was really metronomically good for Sale Sharks. Uh, and, 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 and Gloucester, Gloucester. And Gloucester. Yeah. He first showed up at Gloucester, he was superb. His, his first, his season, first was season, he was really outstanding. No. Like best, best 10 in the league. Yeah. It got him back into an England shirt. He was playing that, yeah, it did, that it? well. Yeah. Uh, but the only thing I'd say about that one was he sort of got worked out a bit. Oh, yeah, I, no, but it doesn't matter. I, and I think he actually lost some of his mercurial talent because he, he actually... Um, Sippers, at least to a degree, lost the pace that made him so electric when he first burst onto the scene. Yeah, um, but uh, this this kid's the real deal. And can, can I just yeah. say because uh, I've, I've had this a few times, and it's um, Marcus Smith. You can tell he's an impressive human just purely for the fact that whoever he's chatting to, whoever he's on the other end of the microphone with, it was me on Friday night. He always says thanks to the person by their name. Just a tiny little thing for yeah. tiny little thing for a twenty-two-year-old <laughs> chap to do, but very um, Tom Cruise. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> Does he make you feel like the most important person? Oh yeah, in the, in the oh, stadium. No, no, no. <laughs> I just think it's like he's clearly an impressive um, and a humble guy, and he was at pains to just say that's the, the pack have, have been. And I and I think when we talk about England squad, Will Collier. Interesting, Will Collier. So interestingly, I've seen that in in. Two places in the last couple of days, uh, Will Collier um, being mentioned. I think the tight head spot is up for grabs. Carl Sinclair is excellent, hasn't made it his own. Will yep. Stewart, I've got question marks. I think he's great. I've got question marks about anyone who plays for Bath. Yes, I, I'd agree with that. I used to really like Will Stewart, and I think I think he's been solid every time I've seen him in an England shirt, mm. but... You're you can't exactly play for right. Bath and play for England. It's yeah. just not compatible. Though, you it? have to give some weight to club performances and Bath. Yeah. And, and conversely, and I think, but I think Marcus Smith is right to point out the impact of the pack. There, we we think about the hundred percent. We think about Liner and Green and Smith and Dombrant's rise, but that, it's built on rock solid foundations. And th- th- there's a really interesting point in this that we wondered how much of that would fall apart when. Um, when Sinclair left, and obviously it didn't at all. Um, Vilko Lowe came in, and obviously Collier's playing best rugby of his career. We wondered how much it might fall apart when Baldwin 
left. Mm. And Jack Walker came from Bath, who had not been living up to his potential at Bath. Really? Well, he hadn't been starting, had he? No, but he, he, he played. Yeah, played little bits, but not. I mean, he was talking. I think he captain England on the twenties. England on the twenties in yeah. that in that uh, the year when they won it um, in twenty fourteen, twenty sixteen, twenty sixteen. Yeah, twenty sixteen. So, um, very high potential. Did not come close to living up to it at Bath, but looks fantastic um, at Quinns. So they're they're doing very well, and obviously Phil Colo has been injured for a lot of the season. Collier's playing great rugby and showing up at scrum. Um, it probably helps having. Adam Jones there as a scrum coach and Joe Marler has been consistently well, one of the best scrummaging loose heads in the world. And, and yeah. future world's strongest man, Dino Lamb, in the second round. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, the other guy, uh, well, for, for the hooker position, I think Jack Walker has put his name in the ring. I don't think he'll get it. He reminds me no. of Tommy Taylor um, years back. He's got wow. that same kind of athletic. That for you is like, that yeah. is high praise. High praise. That, is, that is high praise. Yeah. Tommy Taylor did very well today. He did. Very well. And taught us all about the nuances of how to axial load and not get caught. Yeah. Oh, on, okay. Came on to talk H and taught us all about axial loading. <laughs> oh, nice. Super. And not get caught. Yeah, and not get caught. Isn't the reason it's banned because it puts undue pressure on your neck? Yeah, because you need neck surgery after axial <laughs> loading. Uh, which is not funny. It's not funny. But he <laughs> not was really. explaining like, why it's so good. In fact... Um, Wait, where's, did he say where he's moved in? Because... He was house hunting on my street. Ooh. Where's he moved? Where's I do he know the answer to this. I've forgotten it. I've got a feeling it's like, it's not around here. Uh, I'm not sure where it is. Probably uh, Cheshire set. Yeah, I think it's not like... Sell so, so uh, shark players can't afford to live around where we are, Jay. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. Um, yeah. Who are you uh, going to say? Jack Singleton. Singleton, you think he's going to... He's been playing well. I think he's got to have a shot at England. I he's been he playing to. well. I, I've, I've loved... never been a big fan. Like, oh. like when he was in the England squad for the World Cup, I was like, oh, there's other players I would have taken first. But yeah, I, 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 tend, I, I, I tend to agree with that. But you're right; he's been playing superb rugby yeah. at the moment. Um, and else I like so Frosty. Yeah, Frost. Frost. Yes. Is there anyone that Wasps can't pick up from the Championship and not be a superstar? It's amazing. They're it amazing. At just give, them a, give them a chance. Back, yeah. back, back them, and they'll usually do all right for you. Like Nick Dolly. Is, he was uh, tough mm. as old boots, wasn't he? Against the European champions, mixing it up with some of those massive men. Not yeah. an issue. Uh, you know, if, if Wasps played Worcester, it would be a toss-up who would win. If they played the Springboks, I'd, I'd put my house on it. <laughs> on Wasps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, oh dear. Yeah, uh, so yeah, Singleton. And also, just on Singleton, he was also telling me the virtues of uh, of axial loading and why it is so dangerous. It's not necessarily to you, but it's when you're an absolute assassin at it and the other guy is, um, you know, first senior game from the mm. academy. That's when it gets uh, okay. real tasty. Dangerous for the other guy. I'd say so, yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. Um, other games? Uh, Monster snuck past. Cast. No idea, did they? 1630. I've, I've, I've not, not seen it. Yeah. Um, La Rochelle. So, Bath, <clears throat> have you seen the Bath La Rochelle score? No. 39-21. Two. Two La Rochelle. Okay. <laughs> Two. <laughs> yeah. Long. <laughs> um, played in heavy, heavy fog. So, it looks respectable, 39-21, until you realise that um, La Rochelle had basically given up. They scored 13, they were 39 nil up. And Bath, what? They're 39 nil up, and Bath got a couple of breakaway tries. Oh, three, three breakaway Bath tries. Absolute laughing stock, aren't they? I mean, it's not even a bad team. I'm just looking at what they put out. It's not a bad team at all. 
There's talent, talent across the board. What a la- I mean, they're pathetic, aren't they? They're absolutely pathetic. Um, and the other game that we not mentioned, uh, Rassing came from behind to beat Ospreys, 25-10. haven't mentioned Bristol either, really. Oh, yeah. I didn't see this. Yeah, Bristol. Oh, so the crowd looked absolutely yeah, it looked bouncing. Great, didn't it? Of all the people to tell me something about rugby, because I didn't see this, my brother told me something about rugby. Mm-hmm. Did he tell you that the Bristol kit is up there with the Quinn's kit for being really like bad. I quite like it, I've got to say. I don't know what's wrong <laughs> with it at the moment. I saw a Bristol kit, I thought, that's not bad. That's not bad. I don't know. I shouldn't like that kit. If it was a boring game, you could sort of like try and play a little game of Tetris in your own head. Yeah. With, with the kit. <laughs> I, I, I just think it looks good. I think it looks good. The anyway. shorts. I'm not sure about the shorts. Did no, you, but the actual... So anyway. The shirt's all right, the shorts. Yeah. So the five-second rule was enforced. Was, was it? it? It was, and it was enforced in a fairly critical, a fairly critical time. I understand. So, uh, this is according to my brother who watches no, no rugby. But uh, something like one team has come on one on the other line. Then there's a turnover, uh, a break, a kick, and then I think it might have been Bristol get back, form up a ruck, and as they're forming up the ruck, they slow it down to allow their teammates to get back in back in the line, ah. so they can chase again. And the referee said five seconds, didn't use it, scrum down. Brilliant, good. There you go, good, so it, wonderful. It, it was enforced. I don't know if that's the right way around. I'm sure, but listen to Bears Beyond the Gate this week. They'll they'll tell you. They'll tell you. Look at that Stade Francais kit. Oh, that's nice. That's delicious. Capper, great, great colour palette. Capri Sun. Oh yes! Do you know I'm uh, Hans Peter Vilds? Uh, yes. Does he own them? Uh, or, uh, yeah, yeah. He owns them, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Peter Hans Vild. Yeah, Hans Vild. Peter Hans Vild. Yeah. Yes. Who also? Can I look at Rand Randra's legs in that picture? Yeah. Oh, they look, look at the quad. Look at the quads. Oh, quads look. Oh, look at the quads, Jay. Oh, 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 oh. Ooh, Rand Randra. Oh my God! Look at that. He's holding the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you like to see a text that I've got from an informant? <laughs> do, oh. do I, is this going to be okay. potentially libelous? Oh, we're not reading it. God, no. Oh, okay. But you can read it. Okay. I'm not reading it out. It's... Here we go. Oh, you can't be a tease like that. Here we go. No, I want to see it. Salacious. Oh, my God. That, I, I cannot possibly believe that I that can is believe true. It. I can absolutely <laughs> believe it. I can 100% <laughs> believe it. Well, those love signs are appropriate, I guess. Yeah. Wow. Love all I over. I uh, believe that. Wow. Yeah, love everywhere. I... <laughs> no way. Wow. <laughs> that was kind of topical. With, but, um, that, was anyway. appropriate, that was appropriate to bring it up then, but let's move on. Yeah. Um, we, we got a bunch of uh, emails, and um, Harry Coates got in touch, contactedchasers at gmail.com. And I, I'm mentioning this just in case you spot this yourself whilst watching Premiership and or European Rugby. Uh, he says, evening follows, um, great pod, etc., etc. Let's not waste time. Quite right. Here's one for you to touch on. Uh, in the Exeter versus Glasgow game, Slade was unreal. He was unreal. Mm. Uh, I had an interesting observation. During a try-scoring moment in the second half, a cameraman runs onto the field to get a close-up of the action. Not only does he have bright red hair, but he's also wearing one sock from each of the <laughs> sides playing. Pretty cool. Is Tim aware Sorry. of this guy, and is it a regular thing that happens? Uh, yes, it is. The guy is called... Uh, Steve, or Bull, Bull, is his nickname. Yeah. Yeah. You'll see him on Twitter. It's not red hair. That is a um, do, like, yeah, do, got... like, bandana type. Bandana type uh, thing, or that tube thing that you wear on your head. Uh, and yes, he does that for every single game, wears a sock. Yeah, he's cool, each, isn't he? Each club. 
Yeah. Uh, sorry, you might have heard me laughing then. And I, was, I know I should be scrolling through my phone when you're actually reading quite right. important stuff. I'm going to give you this post now, Tim, because that really cracked me up. <laughs> Do we need do you need some of those some of those for the dungeon? Oh we can read this. Yeah, we can read that. So uh this is um a Facebook post. Um Hi, my name is Karen. I upcycle dead squirrels I find in Heaton Park. Perfect <laughs> Yes, let's get some for the pod. Perfect holders for Perfect holders for pens, cutlery, etc. My husband uses the heads for golf. So nothing gets wasted. And you'll see why oh my the heads don't get used for the pen holders. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. I love that. Did you... Um, Wonderful. Did you see the little um, link I sent to... I can't remember where, where I sent it. Did I send it to Ruby Draft or Egg Chasers? Um, so many Ruby WhatsApp, WhatsApp group, which was a Guardian article about someone who uh, was approached by foot fetishists. Oh, oh yes. Yes, that... you did. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't read it, though. Uh, yeah. Interest, very interesting. You've got the, there's a big business opportunity there for you, JB. I'm yeah. You want to diversify. Money. I'm willing to, to accept the money. <laughs> <laughs> you've been trying. You've been in um, yeah. negotiations. Oh, ongo- negotiations. Ongoing negotiations. Just... Where I ended up paying him in the end. <laughs> you've lost a load of audience because we haven't been doing the live streams. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, that is true. Well, my strange, you know, spectator, not guardian. My strange encounter with foot fetishists. Yeah. So someone after our podcast got in touch with me and said, "Is it this guy?" Um, so I checked. It wasn't that guy. But there's a guy that contacts the England team. And they send him socks. Uh, I said, "Yeah, he is legit, and he will pay." So yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm wow. in. I'm in. I've got no problem with it. Uh, Peter Shaw has uh, made a few points. Um, He's got in touch. Contact headchasers at gmail.com. I'm not saying Le- Leinster is stacked, but what other teams can boast a bench? He's right about this. I didn't cl- clock this. That contains Jonathan Sexton, Reese Ruddock, Kean Healy, Luke McGrath, and James Lowe. Reasonable, isn't it? Yeah, it's decent. Yeah. Um, I would say Saracens a few years ago. Uh, yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah. He said the Quinns match was amazing. Marcus uh, Smith should be an automatic selection for 10 uh, for England. I think a lot of people will. Uh, agree with you. Connacht played their hearts out and showed grit. I think we shouldn't um, depart the Le- yeah. Leicester game without mentioning Connacht because they they're, they're tough nuts. Yeah, they're, and they're a very good team as well. They took their chances very well. They've got they're well drilled. Yeah, uh, and he also makes the point that um, he said, oh, "I have one kit question. Even though it would decrease merchandise sales, sales, why can't Harlequins wear the same kit for every match?" They have so many colours, they shouldn't clash with any other team's kit. Quite right. Quite right. And despite what JB says, that olive alternative kit is drab and ugly. Uh, Just delete that email. Don't don't read that one out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, he's right about that. I've been saying this for years. He used to have a five-year kit. But Harlequins could, if they got their colour palette right, they can... They can make sure they no, don't clash with anyone. Well, arguably, they had the perfect kit about three or four years ago when Jamie Roberts was in that classic oh, kit. Oh, yeah. The, the one I went to the, the launch beautiful. at the Shard yeah, you did, didn't you? when People they like launched this. their Adidas and year. link, and that kit was awesome. That was about oh. 20... Was it Laurie Dalrymple that you had a job? 15. Who was the CEO at the time? <sighs> it wasn't him. It was, no, it was, it, was, him. it was before him. I can't remember his name. But that that was one of the best kits ever. It was, it was a cool kit. Beautiful kit. Yeah, by the way, what's happened to all the ambition that premiership teams used to have when launching their kits? Going up to Shard and all that sort of stuff. I mean, the kit launches are pretty drab, aren't they? Uh, it's the only one I've been to, so I can't really 
I went to the England. I went to the England kit launch before the oh, yeah. World Cup in There's, oh the Home oh, World Cup. Yeah, home World you, Cup. Oh, front yeah. and centre. Oh, there yeah. is there is the uh, yeah that's the kit. And, and you endeared yourself to uh, Maka Vanapola by your first question. Uh, what, do you wish you played for Wales? Do you wish you played for Wales. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, way. I'm not Welsh, mate. But <laughs> I'm not Welsh, but he did sound incredibly Welsh. I've, I've got to give him that. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, the NFL had an interesting kit launch a few years ago. Do you remember when the players were on strike? Players uh, went on strike, but they still needed oh, to, yeah. to launch all their kits, so they got serv- servicemen to wear their kits instead. That's a good idea. Yeah, it's a really cool idea. Uh, if you want to see amazing content and, and uh, rugby administrators listening. Uh, rugby marketing people listening, just go and look at the NFL teams and what they do. The yeah. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they've got it. Oh, they? Uh, they are the best in oh, the business. Yeah, makes the hell of back in next stand up. Awesome. Yeah. So they're, yeah, their pre playoff uh, uh, video. Yeah. So this come to my attention this week, and I, I, I've meant to mention it um, before. And it links into some of my views I've got on player agency and how agents are. Uh, been treated by premiership clubs, which I don't have a real problem with, actually. And also some of the noises coming out of the agency market at the moment. And one of the things, did you notice that on a rival podcast, I think James Haskell had the head of Rock Nation Sport? I, I saw there was the interview, but I've not actually I seen the interview. I don't know what you're talking about. Is there? Is it? They do a podcast. Yeah, apparently there are other podcasts. I thought there was three podcasts in the world, but apparently there's, there, there are others. I mean, who, who are the three? If, if you really... Joe Rogan. Rogan. Uh, I don't. It must be another rugby. There yeah. Something else. But if yeah. you if you cared about rugby, you'd have your podcast out on a Monday. I guess you would. Yeah. That's when that's when people want to. Well, I only I'd only check on a Monday because I'd only check on a Monday. I don't know why you check any other day. But what, anyway, what, apparently what? there is someone else doing something somewhere. Yeah, Joe oh, Rogan. There's, uh, oh, there's, Joe Rogan definitely does do a podcast. Uh, I've heard of that one. And, yeah, and Mallover and uh, Eddie Stevens as well. Uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah those, the two. those are the four podcasts yeah. in the world. Yeah, right? yeah. So um, this guy, the head of Rock Nation Sport, whatever, is coming on. It's sort of like reinventing the wheel, which is we're going to put with the player front and centre, we're going to make them a star, yada, yada, yada. And I can't just help but think this is the most cynical ploy to get between a player and his money. Because, effectively, what they're saying is, if you come to us, we'll make you so much money on the commercials that um, you know you need to leave your other agent, because your other agent is uh, you know won't be able to... Get all of this merch, uh, you know, revenue from sponsors and um, you know associations and brand ambassadorships and, and all the rest of it. Think, okay, that's fine. But if you really believe you're going to make this player an absolute star, why don't you back it up by not taking any of their rugby money? Because you're saying that if anyone's going to be Mario Toji with eight hundred thousand pounds worth of image rights, why do you need to take t- you know five percent of a 40, 42 grand a year contract or a two hundred k? Your contract. So just Surely just, just say, get into the marketing side of sports rather yeah. than the sporting side of sports. Because the argument would be like, we are the experts at marketing you in you know for the commercials, um, and your rugby agent is not. Well, then my argument if I was rugby so we'll agent, have a slight. Don't you, you you sort out your contract with your club? We, we'll have a bit of that vitality money. Exactly right. Exactly right. And even even go further. Say that you know because we only do do, do the commer- the commercial stuff. You live on your rugby stuff. We'll we'll do the commercial. Stuff. We'll, we'll even take a bigger slice. But they don't seem to be doing that. What they seem to be saying is, yeah, we yeah we'll make you a star in some way. But in the meantime, please give us five percent of your salary. Uh, no, how does that sound? Absolutely not. Is Marcus Smith's um, 
thinking of like valuable rugby properties yeah. that he's he, he's a that bit, would be one he's a bit of rugby real estate that mm. is about as valuable as it gets is he still Marcus Smith O two on Twitter because <laughs> no I've always wondered whether that was uh, because of um, the, the company O two it can't be or was it just it's probably just it, it wasn't zero two was it probably it, the year it he was, was born O two. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and zero wasn't available because it was definitely O two, not zero two. Not like he wasn't Marcus Smith. Marcus Smith one. Marcus yeah, Smith yeah, yeah. Two. It was definitely. Uh, o- so he is. He is now Marcus Smith ten. Ooh, uh, and it's it's actually Mark U Smith. <laughs> so he's he's only got one S. Uh, so it's Mark U. Mark U. Mark U Smith ten. Hmm. Yeah, I'll be very interested to see how many guys actually believe this stuff about. Um, they're going to be mag- they're going to be mag- going to be mega stars. Well, Mario Toji. Well, so I, I, I think it was right. It's thirty percent for nine hundred k was the deal that Nigel Ray struck. Yeah. Uh, so that means he's worth what nearly three million pounds. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, his commercial rights or his image rights are worth nearly three million pounds, which might actually be. Uh, incredible we've said this before incredible bargain for Nigel Ray Nigel Ray so maybe if he had maybe he's the example that if he had Rock Nation negotiating his uh, image rights he would have got a lot more money for it yeah maybe if he did the salary cap investigation again he'd come in so undervalued that they would have been cleared of all charges yeah <laughs> the, the league owe Saracens money <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly right um, yeah so I, I just I think it's a really interesting um Scenario to watch this because the agency market is in absolute turmoil. They've got this massive, com- this massive company who are basically just trading on someone else's brand. I would say, trying to convince the rugby players that they're going to be Jay Z's brand, is it? Yeah, that they're going to be megastars. You're basically all like NFL players now, boys. You're not, um, and it seems to be a pretty blatant play just to get between them and their. Do you know them, how many playing money? Do you know how many rugby players they have? I would say I'd say three or four, and I bet it, I bet it's like. Is it like... Sia Khaleesi, Khaleesi, Maru Itoji. Yes. yes. A Colby? Uh, Colby, yes. Yeah. Cheslin Colby. So they're only going for big, big guns. Mm. Well, they've got um, they've got three more, one of whom is a big, big gun. But I think he's retired now. Uh, could, Brian Habana? No, no, no. He's, he's definitely retired. So um, so. sh- he might be playing in the US. But I think he's retired. It's not someone like... Uh, um, AAC? No, no, no. Think South Africans. Yeah, but besides Maro, they're all South Africa. Yeah, South African. Oh, okay. But I can't because there's a link, isn't there? With oh, South, I don't know why there's a South African link, but but but, but there is probably something to do with uh, the owner of oh, the sharks. Uh, is it Beast? Beast. There you yeah. go. Beast, and um, then oh, it's, the oh, other oh, two. Oh, Oxnish. No. Oxen Unche. Unche. Oh. <laughs> the, the, um, the other two, it's unlikely you'll get them. So, Unkozy. Do you get his proper name? Tendai Mtata. I always feel like I should. Mtawarira. Yes. Beast. And Afalele Fassi. I would never have got Alele Fassi in a million years. Two million years. I should be guessing names. Just going through names. Just making up names. Yeah. I wouldn't have got them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, be very skeptical of what of what these claims are. I would say. Next week's games, unless there's any other business. Uh, nope, I'm good. I'm good for business. Okay, should we do this chronologically? Can do. 
So, and let me see if I can get up. Uh, the t- oh, there is the one more, one more thing, it. and we might have touched on it last week, but it's a fun little, fun little discussion. Anthony Watson's leaving Bath. Well, well is he not according him, him to the rugby J- paper yeah. this, today? Oh, JJ, you know, I think Sale Sharks are one of the teams in for JJ. Really, Anthony Watson has been linked with Saracens. Mm. <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, as Phil as Phil said, there's there's chat in the rugby paper that they may yet re-sign with Bath. Okay, so so apparently Ed Griffiths has offered or he's looking to offer them one year deals. Yes, so I've, this is exact. Okay, I didn't hear. I've not read the rugby paper. But I was about to say this. Um, there is a deal on the table. It's going to be well. It's going to be a reasonable number, but it's not going to be the number that they think. <laughs> it's going to be quite a significantly lower number, and I don't think they're going to get any other offers anywhere else, which will even come, even come close to it. Even come close. Well, there'll be then a decision for them to make because they both want the England money on top of it. Yep. Anthony Watson, when he's fit, you would think will get in England money. Um, JJ. Maybe not. JJ's the more valuable of the two, I would say, uh, for my club. For a club yeah. perspective, because he, he's more likely to play more games. He's more. He's more talented. He does more things. He's more skillful. Um, oh, Anthony Watson is one of the when he's on form. He is one of the best uh, running wings in the world. Yeah, he, he, well, he's, he's a winger, and, that, and that's the problem. I mean, he's one of the best running wing, but one of the best running wingers in the world. We'll probably get into Gloucester, but not guaranteed. You know, like, <laughs> Gloucester have got some good options. Yeah. to be fair, like, he is. No, Anthony Watson is starting whatever team he was in. Yeah, yeah he started. The thing last, is, the, the guy below Anthony or... Watson is not like a hundred and fifty k less. Sorry. Oh no, no, no that I, make I, sense. I, I get yeah, your point. Yeah, I get he your might point. be like ten grand better than the well, next. Best that's player. one of the things we're seeing is England yeah. players. It, it, well, people who are currently in the internationals. There will be. I think there's going to be such a tight market for yeah, wingers. Totally. Yeah, they, so, you won't be spending a huge yeah. amount of money on wingers. So it's not done yet. Bath may well retain their services should they want to. Yeah, the I, I, want to. I, yeah. It does feel like they both of those boys are sick of it there though? Who wouldn't be? It does. It's, I actually think having a different change of scenery for both of them would be a bit of a fresh. Yeah, fresh do you know where they should go? Both of them. Go on, London Irish. Hmm. Back home. Back, Back home. Yeah. That'd Although, be awesome. Ollie Hassel Collins, Ben Loader, uh, Parton, and. I thought, he, I thought he was one of the best in the world to get into any team. Carol no, he, he would, but in talk, talk about your yeah, cash, yeah. balancing yeah. money. Are they going to want to spend that nope. much extra no. when they've got those options? Well, especially when they've got their checkbook out quite a lot. Quite enough. Yeah. Yes. In recent years. I think. For Australian second rules. I think it's about 150 grand on the table from a lot of teams to take on Anthony Watson. And there might be 200 grand on the table from one team, and that'll probably be it. But he must be on double that. Yeah. More, more, than, more than double that at the moment. I don't see anyone paying more than that. No, can, can, can you? N- not significantly, especially not. And Anthony Watson, as I said, he's super, super talented. How many games has he actually played for Bath yeah. in the last few years? Yeah, anyone will take him for a, a, a 150, a couple might for 200. No way he's going for anything like he's on. So the interesting decision for, for both of them then will be do they forego their England ambitions and what is potentially 250k a year if they play yep. all the games for England and go to France. So, uh, well, France but France isn't such an option because of the, the GIF, GIF system. GIF rules, the yeah, yeah. 17, 16 or 17 <clears throat> out of every matchday squad have got to be French. So if you, yeah. if you look at the respective situations, you would say JJ is further away from England 
than oh, yeah. Watson. No, he's, he's, he he's, should go. Really. Yeah, so he's what, yeah. 31? Yeah. Go right. make go make bank wherever. Toulon, wherever. wherever you go want to, to Japan. 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 Where, whoever will pay him the most yeah. money. Watson, it's not so clear cut. He's got another World Cup in him, you'd, you'd have thought. He's got another World Cup and another line saw, potentially. Yeah. So he has to stay. Well, in fact, he could have another two World Cups. He's 26. Uh, sorry, 27. It doesn't, yeah. So next World Cup would be 29. Doesn't matter what he does, he's taking a huge pay cut. Yeah. Crikey. See, reality's hitting hard. Oh, no. No, we'll get a pay increase. Go Sign on. for Rock Nation. <laughs> He'll give them 5% of his salary and then they'll they'll make it up with um. Well, he wasn't. He was, he was on a uh, Sports Direct Christmas advert. Was he? Yeah. Fair play. Yeah. So... Maybe he doesn't need the rugby cash. Maybe that's just pocket change. That's, that's, that'll be some pretty sizable coin, that. Yeah, I think... What, what's her name? Uh, Radicanu. Emma Radicanu was in it. Yeah. Well, that, that, that was an odd cool. one for her. I remember... See, I mean, make, make all the money you can, that's fine. But that was an odd one for Emma Radicanu. I would advertise doing, like, everything. Gucci and um, <laughs> perfumes and stuff. And Sports, and sports stuff. Direct. And sports direct. Yeah, I'd be doing Gucci. I'd be doing Toilet Duck. I'd be yeah. doing whatever <laughs> you want me to advertise. <laughs> Hitting squirrels' heads. So, uh, speaking, um, speaking of ad- advertising, do we need to oh, mention? Yeah, well, do we need to mention this because this is a premium product? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, what would cost an actual sponsor, literally thousands of pounds, to get onto this podcast is free because we got sent a bottle of gin each from uh, Brockman's. Brockman's intensely smooth premium gin, and with our names on it. Mine says, <laughs> yeah. "Mine says correctly spelt." Phil Largan. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, I've always Beautiful. the best thing about uh, doing a podcast is all the free booze that we get. Yes. Uh, and this is no different. So uh, how how will you be having your Brotmans? Do we have to call it Brotmans and Tonic now? Are we officially well, tied in? I, I, I would enjoy it. I, I think I'm you disappointed. Can enjoy this. You can enjoy this neat or over ice. What? No way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I am very disappointed at their recommendations of classic cocktails containing gin, which are, according to the bottle, martini or a G&T. Which, of course, they've missed. Which I'd, yeah, I'd garnish that with a twist of pink grapefruit zest and blueberries, by the way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the only reason we're not drinking at night is because I don't have any party ice. You know, the little bags of party ice. <laughs> yeah. they, they could, this, when I tasted this, I thought that they probably combine blueberries and blackberries with a bittersweet orange peel, lemon and coriander. And just It sort of harmonised with juniper and woody notes. I had exactly the same thought. <laughs> I had exactly the same thought. I, I, I when I sniffed it, I, I felt like I was walking through a um, a meadow in Italy around uh, autumn time. Would you describe it as an exquisitely sensu- sensuous taste experience? That's exact exactly. Those were the words I think you chose when yeah. you described it to me. So. I was just pleased it was suitable for vegans and vegetarians. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. and, and it's also gluten free. Perfect, perfect. So it's healthy. Celiac. I think it's like one, basically one of your five a day. <laughs> Just quickly. Hang on, are we breaking loads of Ofcom rules though? I have no idea. Probably. Can I say it makes me really confident? We're, not, co- we're not covered by Ofcom. <laughs> That's why we have a podcast, Ofcom. <laughs> I, I have Ofcom um, governing what I do Monday to Friday, not on a Sunday though. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Jamie Simpson, just quickly before we get on to next week's games, it just I think Jamie he sent a, a long email, and thank you for that, contacttechchasers at gmail.com. I just think it's it's worth planting this seed, being as we're at that point where Six Nations gets back on the radar. Um, and he was just talking about... Well, he asked a question, which I'd love to hear stories. Um, strange, interesting, unusual places and ways that you've watched Six Nations games. Because it is one of those times mm. a year where people end up around the world with strangers 
in far-flung places and you come together by rugby at strange times of day. Which Did we... Were we in a Romanian sex dungeon? Have I made that up? <laughs> we were in a we Romanian in sex a, dungeon. Yeah, we, we, we hired a room um, for eight people. And it turned out to be, it did, yeah, it was, wasn't it? It had like swings yeah. and all sorts of stuff in it. Yeah, it did have. There was, sex, there was a sex swing in it. Yeah. Oh right, the, the flat we the were flat in. The flat we were in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the, the flat we were in was uh, was a, a a lovely place. It did have a swing in it. You're right. Yes. But it was the top floor. Yes. And the basement level. When you go, when you went down the stairs and out onto the street, the basement level is like, mm, ah, that some that, red lights. Oh, there. Some red lights it? down there. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Yeah. So I think maybe I don't know whether. So yeah, I, I don't know whether the same okay. person owned the whole building, but it made it was my assumption. Yeah. Yeah. There was a theme. It was my assumption. Yeah, so that's what we said when we went to watch uh, Georgia mm. Romania. And so it wasn't a sex dungeon. No, that's a lie. It was a sex attic. attic. Yeah, sex loft. <laughs> quite a sex, is it? It's a male sex attic. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just thought I'd plant that seed. Contact headchases at gmail with your uh, unusual, interesting um, ways and places that you watch Six Nations games because. Uh, Jamie mentions t- uh, being in Taipei, Taipei at two a.m. Wow. in a basement Ooh. bar in 2018. Not a not a sex loft, um, <laughs> sex attic actually. And he was over there for work, uh, Scotland fan, and couldn't find anywhere. And then, as always happens, managed to find a bar even in Taipei with English, Scots, Irish, and, and Welsh fans watching the game in a basement bar. My favourite pint of beer was with. Um, they called rugby team in New York. Oh, the Bay on Bombers. Bay on Bombers. Bay on Bombers. Yeah, taking us like 10 a.m. New Jersey. Ten a.m. Pint of, of, England it, Wales. A pint of Guinness has never never tasted so good. And they blazing well, sun. We were the, the, the so over. We were hungover, and, and the incredible thing about Bay on Bombers uh, from J- New Jersey, just over the bridge from Manhattan, is I can't remember Hoboken. That was the little yeah, Hoboken. Yeah, Hoboken and Hoboken. Um, <laughs> the incredible thing about that rugby club is, and this is they tour in Barbados. Well, there's that. This is the the same that um, customer service in America in general. You look away for a second, and there's another pint. Yeah, and you don't know where it came from. Who got it? Well, it wasn't ours. We that's a, why we had an end, <laughs> we had an endless procession of Guinnesses. Yeah, they, they kept the hospitality was impeccable. That was incredible. my favourite pint of beer. Was, even though Wales lost that game to England, Mara's Mara's debut actually, definitely his debut season. Do you know when he he was unbeaten for the first twelve games of his professional yeah. career? Never lost a game of professional rugby. Um, yeah, so those would be be, be my two. When because the one we watched in Sex Attic uh, was the hundred minute game. Oh, uh, yeah. Wales, 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 France. Wales, France. That was the yeah. best Super Saturday ever. Was it? It was, was up there, was, wasn't it? Was it? Was it Rob Evans who said we don't bring, yeah. bring him on, so we don't care who we it don't is. Care who it is? Oh, it's Samini. That was 2017. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he that got was battered. incredible. Yeah, not not an England Wales. Uh, sorry, not a Six Nations game. But one of my um, most unusual places to watch a rugby game was England Wales at the 2015 World Cup, which I w- mm. watched in a. Um, five-star desert resort in Oman and because it it was like four hours ahead and that was like an eight o'clock kickoff it kicked off at midnight we've been boozing all afternoon all evening and managed to find there was like a crash in this resort (laughs) that had a tv that had south african super sport on it so managed to watch it with south african commentary what's that like i i was 
blind drug. I, uh, okay. I barely remember the game. I had to rewatch it a couple of days later. Yeah, I watched that in Broughton Park, and when it became clear that well, there's no way Wales are going to win this, I got in my car and stormed off home. Um, <laughs> and then when I got home, Wales had won. It's like, this is unbelievable. I then I got I back in my car believe. and went back to Broughton Park. <laughs> Had to rub it in everyone's faces. One of my, one of my least favourite. Uh, just, it was it was wonderful company and hospitality, and you made some lovely cocktails. But the DJ Spoody, um, oh yeah, Cardiff roof on Wales batter in England. What having to watch that with you oh. in your house was, uh, and then I'd watching t- Haskell run into the posts. Yeah, I'll tell you where I watched that. that. that, that Did they win that? Th- Thirty points to three. They won that. No, that's the one Wales won, like, 30 or 30, No, the, no, 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 they won that it. Was, that has, so, there's the 30 points to three, which was the 20... I want to say 2014 or... Maybe it was a Friday 15. night game. But they, then there was... Then there was the Haskell running... They weren't the same game, were they? Oh, maybe not. Maybe I've... What, of yeah, no, Haskell... Did, did, did England win the DJ Spoonie? I think they did, game. and I'll tell you why I think this, because I remember tweeting um, about Rob Shaw in the tunnel saying... Because he he had this look on his face, and you said, "Oh, that's a man that wants to win." I was like, "That's a man that knows he's about to get hammered." <laughs> so I tweeted that. I tweeted like the, the face of a man that knows that the, the staring defeat or something like that, and then he won. So I yeah, wa- they definitely oh, won. Okay, that. I watched that the thirty points to three in a Berlin shopping centre wow. <laughs> because it was the only place I could find in Berlin, I in the part Berlin. of Berlin, a that TV we're in. shop or something, or was it? In a no, bar it was it was a it was an Irish bar. Oh, it was right. in the middle. It was like in the basement, in the middle of a. Sh- it was like going to the Trafford Centre. And finding an Irish bar in the basement Imagine. of the Trafford Centre. Imagine. I, I need to do Berlin again because I hated it so much first time. I thought it was rubbish. So I went, that was obviously winter. That was, uh, well, it was early March, but there's still snow on the ground. Yeah. And it was freezing cold. I just remember it being bleak. Bleak Ber- is the right word for Berlin. But Ber- Well, Berlin in the summer. Oh, so I'd be melt- disappointed if there wasn't an element of bleakness. I've, I've yeah, never been. Yeah. I, I really want to go because it's meant to be. Bleakness is, is great to it's see. spread out. Like Checkpoint Charlie and the, the wall and the history. Um, in the summer, Berlin's meant to be amazing because it's well. They have Melt Festival just outside Berlin. It's like now isn't Melt like a, dro- a, a dro- dro- derogative term for like? Um... It might be. Yeah, a, well, yeah if you watch Geordie Shore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Or Love Island. Oh God, all his melt goes melt. Up. <laughs> But they they open up um, like beach bars on the river. Uh, it's maybe amazing. In, in summer, so I need to go back. That sounds a bit like Budapest, which I've been to on a couple of uh, stag do's in like winter, autumn, and it's fun, but it's meant to be in the summer. Amazing for I, exactly that same reason. So I've been to Budapest twice for JB's stag do, where we were just too drunk from morning, noon, and night, and didn't yes. know where we were going, and ended up in Hooters every time, which was rubbish, yeah, rubbish. on the strip of Irish bars and Hooters. And then I went again and went to the I'm not sure it's the pest side around the old town and there's all these ruins bars and it was amazing really loved it yeah that was August t- September the, 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 pe- the pest side is where you, you are for stag do's and yeah. the the Buddha side is the nice pretty side isn't it I don't I can't remember well, but the, the, the other side I find, find the of, ruins bars in the old town it was awesome from three days I have two hours of memories and not, cons- not consecutive hours either <laughs> <laughs> That was good fun. There we go. So yeah, stories about watching Six Nations. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Start getting those in because that th- that will be more and more relevant as the weeks go on. But next and week, hopefully, well, hopefully we might be able to make some more memories uh, and lose some memories um, this yeah. year as well. Yeah. yeah, we'll be memory neutral by the time that we return. Right. So I've got the tables on the left hand side. I've got the games on the right hand side. Okay. First game Friday night. Pool B. Harlequins versus Cast. Oh, I'm working this one. So, Cast have lost everything. Yeah. Quinns have won everything. Yeah, I hope this isn't 
dead rubber feel. Like, I hope Cast actually come trying to win, but I fear that they won't. Yeah, it's Cast might come win. not to play. It's going to be a Quinn's, Quinn's win. Then Saturday, uh, Pool A, we have Bath hosting Leinster. Bath oh. with nothing. Oh, they've drawn, drawn one game. Um, Leinster, yeah. Leinster, who need a big win. They need a big win because they've um, played. T- they've played two one two, but they also had a COVID cancellation. And just to confirm, the way it works is first position in Pool A will play eighth position in uh. Pool B, and so on. And the um, the top four in each will get home home games. games. Yeah, so that's that's that a makes sense. Carrot. So yeah, Leinster will come. Fully loaded, uh, and will hammer Bath by so Paul fifty Bay points. Is dominated by by English teams. Absolutely dominated by them. Uh, Quinns, Leicester, Bristol, um, Wasps but, don't really have a chance. Well, that's that's another element. Three minutes, um, three minutes to go in the Wasps game. They're twelve points up, so they're going to win. They get a penalty and kick for posts. Mm. When one extra point could. Yeah, make the difference come next week. They've got I, to play Munster. Yeah, they could have been on seven points, and Toulouse now are actually on seven points yeah. because they got the losing bonus. Because they got the, the losing bonus point with the last play. Yeah, I mean, okay, Wasp will just enjoy that win. So anyway, that's only a small point. But yeah, go on. Next game, uh, Pool A, Ulster host Claremont. Now Ulster are through, aren't they? Yeah, but they will want to be through. Win one of those top four spots. Claremont need this, don't they? Claremont are currently in seventh place, so they they need the points. Um, so, but so both teams will be playing. Claremont from the game today, it struck me that they were not not the same force as Claremont of old. No, I mean, they weren't, were they? Pano is amazing. Pano is absolutely incredible. Yes, he Racker is. is incredible as well. I didn't rate Racker they're so not, much today. He's such a good runner. He's so strong. But thought, it's Pinot. Yeah. Pinot's the, the man. They've got these... Um, it seems to be like the sons of French legends who would just take it to a new level. Yes. Pinot would be one, obviously. Entomac. Um, Entomac. But I just... The young... The, just some of the some of the guys now are legitimately the best players in their position on the planet. Yeah. On the yeah. planet. Dupont, Entomac's up there and Pinot... Pano wearing the 13 shirt today, wasn't he? I like him there. Yeah, I, yeah, I like him there. He feels like he, he yeah. fits in quite nicely. Yeah, yeah. Can I just show you something? So I, I'm keeping an eye on the NFL and Tom Brady doing Tom Brady things earlier. Mm-hmm. Currently, as we're recording this, these the 49ers are up against the Cowboys. Um, I don't know where this is from, but watch this. So I'm just playing a little video. That looks like um, looks like something from Ghostbusters. It's a big, yeah, a big ectoplasm green coloured um, computerised man coming out of the pitch and diving back in. Do you think it was computerised? <laughs> <laughs> I really hope so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, carry on. That, that was nice. Okay, Ulster, Ulster Claremont. I, I think Ulster are going to get four points from this and Claremont might get one or two. Agreed. Come on, Ulster. And then we've got Glasgow hosting La Rochelle as the final game on Saturday in Pool A. Uh, La Rochelle, who are currently in third. Glasgow are currently in eighth, so they can qualify, but it's unlikely they're going to qualify well, as in they're going to be travelling away in the the knockouts. Uh, Mm. But La Rochelle Rochelle should win that. I'm going to... Although they don't travel well. They don't travel well, and Glasgow are very good at home. Yeah, They'll be hurting after Exeter, so I'm going to say Glasgow will sneak a win. Hmm. Uh, 
on Saturday in Pool B, we have Toulouse hosting Cardiff, which Toulouse after losing that, so they're currently yeah, one win, one loss, one draw. That's five points to Toulouse. It will be, definitely, which will make them finish on 12 points. Then we've got Leicester against Bordeaux. Now, Bordeaux, so Leicester beat Bordeaux away in the first game. Bordeaux are not in a bad position. They're currently in fifth on eight points. I absolutely smashed. Um, who, do they, who do they hammer? They got 50 points against someone this weekend. Uh, was, it, was, it, it was one of the French teams, wasn't it? No, Bordeaux played... I don't know. They, they hammered whoever it was they played. Yeah. Um, Leicester at home. Who did, uh, who did Leicester play this week? Oh, Connacht. Connacht. So, so who did... did who did Bordeaux? Who's the other team? Uh, Bordeaux be one of the Welsh teams. Oh, who are Connacht Scarlet's playing? It? Connacht are playing... Scarlet's 45-10. No. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Leicester at home? Um, maybe, yeah. yeah. Leicester currently unbeaten. Uh, Scarlet's hosting Bristol, which Bristol need to win. Scarlet's yeah. are currently dead last of um, Pool B. So that'd be a Bristol win. That'd be good for Bristol to have co- mm. if they if that happens they'll they'll home round a sixteen match. Then on Sunday we have Sale hosting Ospreys. Nice. That's which Sale. That's dead rubber, isn't it? Well, no Sale. Oh, win no, sale? No, no, win no. For, yeah, yeah win for, position as um. A win for Sale. I, I will say from Sale today, I was impressed by some of their defence. I was really impressed by them. They were I, physical time and time again. Yeah, I thought they beat up. Um, well, until the end. I mean, that, the, the scrum dominance of Claremont, you could see, was building. Yeah. Uh, so, for the second half, they were they, they were just waiting to fold. You could just tell they were waiting to fold, and eventually, they just all crumbled. But their they defence, never gave up. Even right at the end, when Claremont were attacking, that last play was, was awesome. It's unlikely that Sale are going to get um, a home round of 16 game, but, yeah, they could qualify in fifth or, or sixth and, and that will make a difference because for example if they finish they finish sixth they could end up playing Munster for example whereas mm. yeah having to go away to Munster and I think they'd much rather go away to Bristol mm. they definitely like would that. yes so is, uh, it, is that everything uh, we also have so we've got Racing 92 hosting Northampton Racing home win Racing uh, and Rass, yeah, Rass are currently top three from three. We've got Montpellier hosting Exeter. Montpellier. Exeter. Oh, Exeter, sorry. <laughs> well, was, was there anything in uh, Montpellier's performance this week that inspired? No, not really. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that would be Exeter to put them, because they, they could get a top top four spot. I think they'll leapfrog La Rochelle. That's mm. my prediction. La Rochelle losing to Glasgow. Yeah, mm. Glasgow could do Exeter a big favour. Could do Hoggy and um, Johnny Gray a favour. And then the final two games in Pool B. God, there's so many games. Uh, Stade Francais hosting Connacht, which uh, so Connacht, Connacht a win will see them go through. Uh, That's hard to call that. I think Connacht will win that. Stade Francais, they've not won anything. They've only got a covid Cancellation two points, so give me Connacht and Munster host Wasps. I've got no idea. Wasps, Munster, one of them. Wasps, give me Wasps. Yeah, why not? Come wasps. on, Wasps. Um, some some great games in the North Premier 
this uh, uh, this week. <laughs> Burnage Lim, Lim, Northridge Blackburn, Blackburn, Otley Billingham, Otley, Hoppers Sandal, that'll be good. Hoppers, Hoppers, Wirral Rosendale, probably Wirral, York Mac, York Macclesfield will be tight. That will be tight. And Anik Kubelansdale, um, Kubelansdale will lose that one. By who a have lot. A, who I would say of the leagues, this is my favourite one. North Premier is probably where it's at. <laughs> I want to say, I want to know when the Sedgley Park Hull home game is. Sedgley Park Hull or Sedgley Park Huddersfield? Uh, well, whoever's top, I think it's Hull and Sedgley are a couple of points behind. Oh, right. That's a good question. I do not know. Have a look at Sedgley Park fixtures. Hmm. Harrogate Pythons. Is that really what they're called? That's got Sedgley Tigers. Harrogate Pythons. That's a weird one, isn't it? Sheffield <laughs> Tigers v Sedgley Tigers. They're both in that league. Mark, it's Marco Massotti, isn't it? Yeah, the yeah. Sharks owner who was complaining the other day Do you about want to know why that is. Go on. So he's complaining. So for anyone who's not seen it, he was complaining on Twitter that Sale are yeah. using Sharks, which obviously replicates the branding of Durban Sharks, or it's yeah. the same name. And so he suggested because a shark is not a pr- not locally found in Sale, he suggested a tuna, <laughs> which is also <laughs> yeah. not, not locally, locally found in Sale, except in the supermarkets. Sale yeah. Marlin, you might as well say that. Or, yeah. Do you know why Sale Newts? Have... So do you know what this this whole argument is about? Go on. Um, Durban tried to register the Sharks trademark in the UK. And Sale went, no, we can sell Sharks. <laughs> and then this guy went mental. And then Darlington Mountain Park women said, no, absolutely we're Sharks. Yeah, so that's... Wow. Well, well, you've got a team of uh, New York lawyers on standby. So well, yeah. uh, 26th of March, uh, Hull versus Sedgley Tigers could be the... Uh, oh, no, 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 hold on. There's Hull Ionians. Which yeah. team is the top? Is Hull. That... It's regular Hull at top. Okay, well that's uh, twenty twenty sixth of March an away game. So, uh, but the final game of the season is Sedgley Tigers against um, Harrogate Pythons. <laughs> that's really the Tigers odd. against the Pythons. Well, we're doing for my birthday, Huddersfield. On the way to Leeds, aren't we? Aren't we? That's the plan. That's yes. the plan. So Sedgley are playing Huddersfield. Get on the train, watch Huddersfield game. Get back on the train, and uh, rooftop bars. Yeah. Leeds. Yeah. Nice. Perfect. Couldn't couldn't be any more perfect, could it? Or maybe because Leeds the day before, roofs up bars, and then get the train back down and then back up. <laughs> I can't see this Huddersfield fixture you're talking about. It's a rearranged fixture. Oh, okay. oh well, no, there's rearranged. Oh, yeah, 20, uh, 23rd of April. Yes. Huddersfield v Sedge. Yeah, that's the final game of the season, isn't it? Penultimate. Yeah, that's that's the away game. Final game's Harrogate Pythons. It's a bit, sh- okay. it's a bit rubbish. I understand why they don't want teams getting relegated, but it's a bit rubbish for teams not getting promoted. Mm. The relegation promotion's gone from all the leagues just while they set Oh, is that again. right? Yeah, so ah. it's like, ew. The only ones that will really ah. move around would be teams like Talk H, because our, our league's been disbanded, mm. so we go back into level six. When you get promoted. Effectively, it's another promotion. Mm. Only, only, only the four. I don't there you know, go. Uh, that's another little challenge there. Contact edchasers at gmail.com. Is there a more ridiculous team name than Harrogate Pythons? Yeah. You'd feel a bit embarrassed, wouldn't you? <laughs> Three cheers for Pythons. Hip hip. Hooray. Yeah. I didn't even know. Pythons. Hmm. Anyway, on that bombshell, let's leave it. Yeah. Uh, contact headchasers at gmail.com. Patreon.com forward slash headchasers at jbeardmore at rugby podcast. Subscribe wherever you get yours. Tell your mates. Let the boys play. Let the boys play. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.